are mucus free. We 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 are mucus free. Uh, what's going on, brothers and sisters? Yeah, we are mucus free. Welcome to the Mucus Free Life podcast, episode number 27. And today, we're a couple hours later. I know originally I said we would go at six o'clock, then I decided let's go at eight o'clock. And one of the reasons for that is. As quiet as it kept, I really wanted to do a lemon juice and distilled water enema. I wanted to get that in so that I could be clear and have all of that uh, beautiful energy to share with you all today on this podcast. And that's, that brings up a point about, you know, when you put the mucus's diet healing system at the center of your life uh, and you you figure out how to negotiate and navigate other things There's a lot of people have that problem in their head or they're kind of like well how can i they always want to negotiate things with the mucus diet and and your health it's like you're negotiating your health away based on social issues or th other things in your life but once you really commit to this path you figure out how to make this a priority make it a priority because people make some very strange things, priorities. And so, but when you commit to making the mucus diet healing system a priority, you figure it out. But as long as you got one foot in and one foot out, you're not going to be imbued with the answers that you need when you need them. And that's one of the things that's a great benefit of diving in and really, really immersing yourself into this practice and dedicating yourself to it is when you need certain answers, when you need certain things, they open up. When you don't need those things, even if you might really want certain things, you don't get access to it. It's not available. And so, you know, the universe uh, takes care of you in that way or whatever other worldly spiritual concept you want. Insert spiritual concept here. So... With that being said, I knew, you know, it was like six o'clock was rolling around and it was like, yeah, I could have went live. I really wanted to do an enema and just kind of chill. And I also wanted to see how this time slot does. And any of you, if you want to tell me in the chat, you know, six o'clock is supposedly the best time that for, for me to have the podcast or to have a live broadcast because of the time zones and you know i get folks in europe are still up it's not too late and the west coast and all, all this kind of stuff but uh seems like sometimes i get more when we go live a little bit later in the evening we tend to get more uh simultaneous viewers so i don't know it's it's always a a, a deal looking at the analytics and just seeing what time slot works but it definitely seems like this later time slot does a little better so i don't know but let me know in in the comments what what's your thoughts on that uh, in terms of going live with the uh with the podcast because 
you know, I have flexibility and that was part of the reschedule. And that's, you know, I love flexibility in my life because with the mucus's diet, sometimes I want to do enemas. Sometimes let me get a little bit more time to make me some juice. Uh, you know, it's that, that kind of flexible. Now I understand not everybody has that, but you know, I've been designing my life for the past 18 years. You know, I didn't start off with everything the way I wanted them. How long you've been practicing the mucus's diet? You know, I had a vision and understood from the very beginning that, you know, life is an art. This is an art form. This isn't because, you know, I'm speaking to the folks that has been doing things for a couple of years. That's beautiful. But in your sometimes there's unrealistic expectations or unrealistic uh, things in, in their head and folks head about where you should be and how long it takes and that kind of thing. And part of what we're going to go over today will hopefully elucidate some of this will uncover and reveal what it takes to practice the mucus's diet healing system long term at least what it took for me to practice it long term and i know that my case study is similar to others to some others like brother air and some other people just in terms of the mindset you always hear me talking about transition 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 the transition diet lesson 15 16 and 17 in the mucus diet healing system depending on which edition you have the little the lessons shift numbers a bit but the transition diet lessons so misunderstood so ignored so ignored <laughs> There's uh, somebody who won't get into it. The people that are in the Mucus's Diet Healing System Facebook group will know there was a posting today. Uh, and there's there's a lot of problems with that particular posting. But I, I will say that in that post, there was uh, this was someone that wanted to make uh, some some criticisms of Mucus's Diet. The problem is they didn't criticize the Mucus's Diet Healing System. They thought they did. They were criticizing their invention of something that doesn't exist and not one place where they mentioned the transition diet and i've read i've wrote article after article about this talk about it over and over again and some people are starting to understand you know so that's i'm happy about that there's you know there's definitely some people that are starting to really get it and understand that it's important to you know, like I said, I'm kind of aggressive mentally. I'm aggressive with attitude. You know, my I push you to develop the attitude as soon as possible. I'm, not, I'm the wrong person to come to if you want like a gentle transition into the attitude of practicing a diet. You want to kind of kind of feel warm and fuzzy about it. You want to wait. I'm like I say, I'm the Harriet Tubman of this. You got to go now. It's now or never. There's no, let me put this off till next week or, you know, this is a bad year. I have to do this job. So I'll, I'll worry about that later. It's now or never. That's my attitude about it. With mucus's diet healing system is now or never. When Harriet Tubman showed up and she says, look, I know how to get you to freedom. Are you coming or are you staying? And thousands of people stayed when they could have went with her, took a chance, and been taken to freedom.
but they stayed. And as Harriet famously said, I saved a thousand slaves. I uh, or I saved hundreds of slaves, whatever the number was. I forget. I saved a hundred slaves. I could have saved a thousand or thousands more if they only would have known that they were slaves. You know that there. When you think of that kind of scenario, if someone's coming and it's time to go on the underground railroad, you don't have time. There is no well. Can can I have twenty four hours to 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 uh, mull it over? I I need to uh, I need to speak to my therapist, and I you know I need to. Man, there ain't no time. There's no time right now or never. That's so. People sometimes mistake my hardcore attitude when it comes to. The, the 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 men the mental game and the uh, uh, the speed with which you jump on the path they'll misinterpret that for me being extreme with the diet but then you real then you start to hear me give recommendations on what people eat and people get surprised like wait a minute you 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 say it's it's okay to eat this it's okay to eat that but I thought that mucus free and but in that hybrid and then it's like I'm very gentle when it comes to I would rather see somebody transition very slowly and be able to transition for the next 30, 40 years. Because as when people always ask, how long is a transition? The rest of your life. Transition is a lifestyle. It is a it is a law. It's not only a lifestyle and an art, but it's also a scientific law. Why not get in line with the law? I mean, that's with the natural law that's my attitude about it i mean yeah i could you, you know you think well I, i'm gonna be mucus free it's like there is no as we're seeing with brother air and the stuff that he the historic things that he's doing right now with fasting uh there is no there's no limit he's still transitioning he's just transitioning at an incredibly high level but the transition doesn't end like we always say Look in nature at all the different iterations of transition from the changing of the seasons from uh, a, a embryo and a zygote unfolding into a baby, a baby unfolding into uh, a, a little person, you know, a young adult, then an adult form. That's a transition. You can't speed that up, up unnaturally. You can't use your mind to unfold faster. So why would you think that you can you can use the power of your mind to just skip over the transition and you can just I can be mucus free and in a in a weekend I can do it in a couple years. Now I see it every day and every day I see people that had that type of attitude fail and fall off the wagon. They had a terrible time. They were hard on their self. They were always trying to measure percentages. Like, well, I'm, I'm this percent raw, and I did this and that. And it's like, so we don't deal with that. This is about being calm. This is about being at peace. This isn't a competition. This isn't any of that. You know, this this I'm, I'm about peace. I like peace. <laughs> I don't. You know, I'm not into that other stuff, man. You know, I, I want peace. Like these, some of these folks out here, they're they're not into the peace stuff. You know, my thing is, like I said, I'm intense. Get into get. You, there ain't no time to wait. Get into this. Get on the path because sooner or later you will have to. 
I mean, you you will have to choose. You will either get on the path or you will stay on the other one. And we know where that ends up. Go take a field trip to a hospice. Take a field trip to a nursing home. Do some community service. That Go to a nursing home in the hood. That, you know, so people, uh, some of these nursing homes, they don't see family members for, for years. Do some community service at a nursing home and spend some time there and understand that is your future unless you change something up. And I'm not guaranteeing that, you know, things happen on any path, but we know that's the direction that you're going in on the other path. This thing, and I don't care what your your keto and your paleo and your raw, good luck with all of that. Because when they're cutting out your intestines and, and, and giving you a colon transplant or, a, a, you know, a kidney transplant or heart transplant or whatever it is that you can afford or they just they just burying you in a box. You're going to wish that you maybe have rethought a little bit of what we had to say today. And my whole thing is to try to help you be able to sustain this so that you don't burn out. So many people burn out because they don't transition. Burnout. You don't you don't want that. You want to just find you, you want to be comfortable. It's okay to be comfortable. It's okay to find to to it, it's okay to eat. First of all, I got to put that out there. It's okay to eat. I generally tell a lot of people you need to eat more. They're not eating enough food, so they're not having good natural bowel movements. They're just sort of I'm not really having bowel movements. I'm, I'm raw, though, but I'm not, you know, it's like, well, you, you, why don't you eat a little more? Have a little bigger salad. You know, make sure you have those natural bowel movements. I'm I'm all about that. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the, this is a monumental choice. And sometimes we don't point that out. And oftentimes when I meet people on the street and I'm talking about the mucus diet with people, I just kind of, I always undersell it because I don't, you know, I don't let my excitement of it because that, that'll scare people away. So I undersell, I act like it ain't nothing like, oh yeah, I just, yeah, you know, I practice this diet, you know, I lost hundred pounds and overcame all kinds of diseases and I've helped other people overcome chronic disease, but it's not a big deal or nothing. It's just what I do. Generally, that makes people a little more attracted to it because they're not turned off because I'm not shoving it in their face. But, you know, today here, but there is a time and a place to basically say, like, this is the greatest thing that we've uncovered in turn when it comes to human health. This information, this technology that's in the mucus diet healing system, the principles of the transition diet, the principles of mucus and pus poisoning the revelation that those foods are deadly that there is no paradox as they've taught us in school and health class and in nutrition class where there's this great paradox well we're omnivores and we're supposed to eat meat we got to get our have a balanced diet and eat all this stuff however this meat may cause cancer this meat may cause high butt blood pressure it may cause strokes this is their studies, not mine. This is their scientific studies. There's a paradox there. So one day you're saying, well, well-balanced, just eat this. But that same stuff you're eating may be the cause of disease. And we're saying, no, there is no paradox. You're not supposed to eat that at all. 
There's no paradox. And so that is incredibly freeing. That's great. It's, it's good news. That's gospel. That's great news to know that to be empowered by the message that you do not need to eat foods that cause your annihilation. Isn't that good news? Ain't it that good news? I'm happy about that. I, there's some people that are sad because you're still addicted. And I understand that because I was there. That addiction to the pus and the mucus forming foods. I get it. The addiction to the alcohol, the addiction to the weed. <laughs> I just probably lost a bunch of people out here. I know. It, but we got to understand, I'm not, I'm not saying nothing negative. I'm not saying you got to get off of this stuff tomorrow. I'm just saying let's be honest about it. Let's be honest about it. That's all I'm saying. Be honest about it and and then incorporate some kind of transition with these things. Just, just knowing that this isn't something that you want to be on for the rest of your life. You know, incorporate that into your transition. That's That's all it is. That is all it is. And uh, let me say hi to some of the folks here in the chat. What's going on? Patricia, my man, Nicholas, how you doing, man? And uh, Bay, what's going on, Bay? What's going on, Mr. Hull? What is going on, Lynn from Australia? I'm assuming Australia, not Austria. <laughs> and uh, James, what's, what's going on? And uh, Song Sparrow says this time slot works well. Okay, I pre appreciate that feedback. And uh, so we've got a question on the table. I'm, I'll come back and see if I if I have time. I'll answer some of these uh, question about about iron deficiency because I want to definitely want to get to what I eat in a day as promised. We'll, we'll get to that. So if I get a chance, I might come back to that, or I'll do another video. Uh, do a separate video where we can kind of get into the concept of deficiencies because we have a whole different take and a whole different discussion on that. We tend to focus on the symptoms and not the concept, not the disease concepts. So the sy symptoms that you're experiencing are very real. When you come at things from a symptomatic type of analysis and standpoint with the mucus diet filter, it's you will arrive at different answers and solutions in terms of how you can deal with that. So we'll get into that, uh, uh, a little bit different and, uh, let's see, where are those articles at? I need a site address because this is my first time coming here. So uh, I'm not sure which articles you're referring to. If I, if I mentioned something, but basically the, the links that are in the description, you sign up for our, uh, uh, sign up for our insiders club then we publish seven books the one book that you want to get a hold of today if nothing else is the mucusless diet healing system by professor arnold Eric. i have an annotated revised and edited edition that that i sell there's other editions of it that's out there and check them all out if you want but read that you know read the mucus diet healing system and that that's where you want to start if you totally new to this check that out uh, but if you do sign up for the Insiders Club, there's an introductory information, some free recipes, that kind of stuff that you can get access to there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we got a, all kinds of information. That's the one thing we have. We got a lot of information for you that you can uh, take your time with and really absorb and, and be open minded with it. I will say that out front as well. 
But uh, what's going on, Francis and uh, Brady? What's going on? And uh, so let's get down here. Uh, God has said, love the repetition of the transition. I did this years ago, all raw juices. Uh, and I only stayed with it for a year. It's great you have this guidance. Thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Maxine from Texas. Well, thank you for tuning in, most definitely. And uh, my man Alpha says, mucusless all day. Mucus free all day, most definitely. What's going on, Blink? And Janine, or no, Jeanne, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, from Sarasota, Florida and everybody else i appreciate you so much for being here and uh, we got a nice crew uh live so I, I really appreciate that so let's get down to this i know what you've been waiting for is this the discussion here about what i eat in a day and i created this uh powerpoint uh back in september and i've thought about doing this for quite a long time and and then I, you know, so I created this, but then I kept putting it off or thought that I would go and make it better or whatever. But now, I'm, so I literally just today at five o'clock, like an hour before I was going to go on, I decided this is what I'm going to do because I, I thought about doing a Q&A and all these different things. And I'm like, you know what? This is something that I've had on the back burner. I think this is a good time to do this. So let's do this right now. What I eat in a day on the mucus diet now. As being Professor Spira, I'm going to do this very differently from any of these videos you've probably ever seen before. So instead of focusing on one day, which day, which which day would I be focusing on? Because the mucusless diet healing system is dynamic. There is really no typical day. There's plateau points and you might have a typical day in one plateau point or maybe a typical day within one to two years but the whole point of the transition is you're always evolving it's always getting more refined you don't have to start off perfect you don't have to start off refined and you don't have to put a time limit on like if i don't get to this by this particular time then i failed you you don't that that has no place in this in the mucus diet healing system that's uh that's just not helpful so as we always do, the standard disclaimer, the content is part of a presentation that is uh, strictly for informational and educational purposes only. If you choose to use this information on yourself, me and Mucus Free Life LSC, other content creators and presenters and contributors take no responsibility for your actions, decisions or the consequences thereof. This is not medical advice. This is not uh, new. This is not licensed dietary nutritional advice. This this is a discussion about my experiences on the mucus diet healing system, my observations of over 18 years of looking at watching other people be successful. People fall off the wagon and folks fail. People, you know, I've seen we've seen it all over these years, you know, and then co the combined wisdom of, you know, we plugging in with Brother Air and others in the community and uh, having that opportunity to also pick their brains for so long uh there's that's what this is so this is uh, i don't claim to have no kind of license or nothing like that this is just a friendly discussion 
about the mucusless diet with with your good old pal Professor Spira. And what I also would like to say up front is, do not use the following as a model. So this would I guess a good time to mention the mucus diet healing system e-course that I have that's available. There's a link for that that is available down below. In the e-course, you we I take you by the hand and we go from lesson to lesson over two month time. Every other day you get a new module available and we go through each lesson in very great detail. Uh, it's e easily absorbable because you got the video, you got audio. We got get deep into these discussions, but uh, but at the same time, it's not too much. You know, I'm, I really make sure to to not be too overwhelming in terms of information. Uh, I would definitely recommend check out the e course. If anything, please read the Mucus Diet Healing System book uh, before doing anything. If if you decide to do anything. Don't use this as like, okay, well, that's what Professor Spirit did. This is was what he was eating. So let me do that. Please don't do that. The, one of the huge principles of the mucus diet healing system is its customizability to each person that practices it. My, my body, my history, what I used to eat, the addictions that I had, the addictions I still have, all of that is going to be different from you different from brother air it's different from takora the my living situation is different from other people i live by myself some people have kids some people live with large families you know some people have a significant other all of those things factor into how you will practice the mucus diet healing system before you can design your life design your mucus free life you have to know the principles and in order to know the principles, that's where your study comes in. Checking out the mucus diet healing system, going through the e-course. You know, there's a bunch of free information we, we have online. So that's important to understand. So this is meant as a case study. Uh, this is just a case study of what one person's experience was who did follow the principles over a period of time. So as I said there, you know, read mucus diet healing system, rational fasting, and spirit speaks to fully understand these lessons. Overview. So what I'm going to do is divide this into three different modes. I, I like the word mode. I get it go into different modes when I practice mucus diet. So I, there's a mucusless mode, and mucusless means not eating any mucus-forming foods at all. So this is where the, my most strict, when I'm eating, the most strict dietary kind of situation. Then there's mucus lean, which is a word coined by Professor Arnold Errett, which means that you're incorporating some mucus-forming foods into what you're eating. Not everybody thinks like that or likes there even uses the word mucus lean. I find it useful for educational purposes like this to understand that there is a little, there's a difference. If you want to be real strict for whatever reason on it's your time to be strict and to be hundred percent mucus free, then you have that you have uh, mucus lean, you got that. And then you uh, have the fasting mode uh, using Arnold Eric's fasting methodology. You'll notice I don't have a raw, 
I mean, you could further break them down and say they're, you know, mucusless raw period or a mucus lean. I mean, you can do mucus lean raw, uh, but I'm not into that. You know, that I, you know, I'm just, just me personally with the mucusless diet to that, that encapsulates everything that encapsulates the raw, that encapsulates the veganism, that encapsulates the vegetarianism, that encapsulates the fruitarianism, that even encapsulates the, uh, the folks that are that that fast uh, uh, indefinitely will will we'll do that. Say that instead of using the the common word for that because it's such a defi- divisive term. But all of these modalities and things that people are trying to aspire to dietarily are within the context of the mucusless diet healing system. But when I analyze it and kind of look at it. The mucusless, mucus lean, and fasting modes tend to be uh, the best way for me to describe this. And so what I'm going to do, this is what nobody's done before that I know of, especially in these, what do I eat in a day? What I eat in a day depended on what year of we're talking about of me practicing the diet because it evolved and changed over time. So I'm going to look at what I ate years one, two, and three. On a mucusless day, a mucus lean day, or a fasting day, what I consumed or did not consume, years 1 through 3, years 4 through 10, years 11 through 15, and years 16 through 18, you know, 16 to, to the present. And let's see, so, yeah, so this is, as I've had this idea for a long time, as I've, for years, I've wanted, how can I portray the transition in a meaningful way so that this just kind of blows people's mind. It opens it up, not even necessarily blow the mind, but just open it up to see like, oh, I see what you're saying, how things evolve over time, years to give you that perspective so that you 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 got to be comfortable with time. Th- that's one of the practices. That's almost it's like kind of a meditation. Uh, it's an advanced meant there's definitely advanced psychological practices and places to explore when you're practicing the mucus's diet healing system and those are some of those things that i i really enjoy and i I love but i notice that i have to be careful with sharing some of those things because if you're not ready for it and you try to go down some of those rabbit holes it can it can do harm and so that's why i i tend to only share some of those kind of things with people that are you know a little more advanced or some of the folks that that i work with one-on-one um, or, in, or in groups, some of our little groups and stuff. But real quick, I want to review. Uh, I'm gonna go real quick. This is gonna be. This is lesson 15 from the Mucus's Diet Healing System e course. This is the transition diet number one. So I'm not even gonna put this into pr- presentation mode. We're just gonna. I'm literally just gonna go down through this. So uh, and and if you want to see the whole lecture. This is available for free on my channel. If you look up Lesson 15, you'll actually see some different versions of it. I've, I've, there's a number of Lesson 15 things that you can find uh, in full. But for people that are just here brand new, this will be important for you to understand these principles or at least some of these principles. So let's. I'm just going to kind of go through and pick off a few things. Nature's mills grind slow but sure. This means... This is the classic tortoise and the hare. Would you would you rather be the tortoise or the hare? 
most people want to be, they think they want to be the hare. They want to run real fast. They want to win. They want to, they want to hurry. There's this, this urgency to, to hurry and be, you know, I, I want to be hundred percent mucusless as fast as I can. And, you know, it's like this thing. And the wisdom of this path is to understand nature's mills grind slow, but sure. Be the tortoise, not the hare. Sustainability. We ain't looking for perfection. We're looking for sustainability. And when you follow these principles and you don't let a lot of these other dogmatic things mess with you in your head, these the, the hybrid, the hybrid dog, dogma or raw dogma or uh, uh, some other dogmas, you can name some in the comments, dogma, 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 the kinds of dogma that prevent you from transitioning to me is that's the worst kind. Nature's mills. Grind slow but sure. A carefully selected, uh, selected and progressively changing transition diet is the best and safest way for every patient to start healing. Nothing is more incorrect than the mistaken idea that a decades-old chronic disease can be healed through a very long fast or a radically extended strict fruit diet. Every time I post up, we have memes. I have a couple memes of that quote, and we put that up in Instagram. Some folks have, they're blown away by that. They're like, really? He said that? Because they're under the impression of, of fruit fasting and love as the, as that's all just, just fast longer, eat more fruit. That's just keep dig deeper. That's not the mucus diet healing system methodology. This is about knowing when to hit the gas, when to get off the gas, when to hit the brake, you know, when to when to just touch the brake a little bit, hit the gas a little bit. This is, this is about driving that vehicle. This this isn't about, you know, what what some of the folks do with that fruit. They're like, they hit the gas. They're like, yeah, this feels good. Get on the run in, head up on the highway, you know, it's going nuts, you know, and then all of a sudden you go through elimination and. They don't know what to do. They, they, they're losing control of the vehicle, and then they hit the brake and, uh, uh, you know, have an accident, mess up the vehicle. There's no need for that. There's no need for that. We, If we're dealing with the transition diet, dealing with this path, there's no need for that. To define mucus lean, a diet that still has some mucus-forming foods in it, transition means to slowly change from disease-producing foods to disease-healing foods and uh like i say here you may shift between mucus free and mucus lean periods over time this is not a a straight line where we're like okay i'm i'm eating a little mucus now but i'm i'm going to be mucus free in a few months and once i'm mucus free i'm never going back that's that's not no don't ever don't think like that that's not helpful it's not that's not the methodology uh, the worst habit of all, heavy breakfast. These are all very, the classic principles, but I can kind of speed through them. Never drink during a meal. This was something that I was able to incorporate pretty much right from the beginning. And I refined it over time. So I started because I used to drink a lot during a meal. Then I, once I read this, I'm like, okay, I waited until after the meal to drink. And then you know, years later, it got to the point where I won't drink 
after a meal for like four hours or something, you know, like a lot of long time will go by before I drink uh, something like juice, maybe, you know, drink, you know, water is a little different, but something like that. Uh, this is, this always gets people, you know, that soups that, and I don't care if it's raw or, or not. And, and if you're into soup, um, that's fine. That is part of your transition. But we're, again, we're checking out these, the methodology and there's a reason that Eric says soups should be avoided because, if uh, particularly the soups that combine that are not just liquid, but the soups that combine liquid with the solid uh, vegetables or the partially cooked vegetables or partially cooked, whatever uh, the reason is because the uh, it's, it's just more difficult to properly digest it. And this is also why certain certain, you know, you, you don't want to go overboard all the time with the blending uh, and doing some of the the smoothies and that kind of stuff. Uh, and so these are all and this and this is the kind of stuff that we get into. We go through all this and way more in the e-course uh, because th this is like these little areas that people, for some reason, they take for granted. They think that they've studied something else and maybe somebody else that says, oh, yeah, I like the mucus diet. That's cool. But they're not really teaching the mucus's diet or coming from that that headspace, so they get surprised at these little details. It's like, oh, this little detail. You're not supposed to do soups, and that doesn't mean that you won't talk to Brother Air and he'll talk about soups that he used to make for his family. That's part of the that's what I'm saying. That's the dynamic nature of this transition where there's not hard fast rules. There's principles and guidelines, and the better that you can understand these principles and guidelines, the better you will be. At being able to again design your mucus free life, design you want to design it, you don't want to just ad hoc, just like throwing that stuff at it. It's like you you design it, take some time and really understand these principles and, and design. And when you incorporate things like that, you're much more likely to be able to hold on to it and, and be very successful. Uh, we'll skip over that the vegetable broth. Uh, only two meals a day so that's a principle in general only two meals a day are recommended a third meal can be incorporated uh, a th uh again from this recommendation that doesn't mean that i've always only had two meals or, or the three meals or you know it doesn't mean that it's just this is a general principle goal that is very attainable if you do what you're supposed to do uh, and you eat enough, a, as he says here, even though the quantity, uh, the quantity eaten might be as much as three or even four meals. So, yeah, you're having two meals, but these are these might really big meals again from this methodology. I understand that there's other ones. I understand that there's the, the eat little little fruit meals all day methodology. And there's and that's a tool that you might grab out the toolbox at some time. That's a, that's a paradigm shift in itself to understand those things as a tool. That's a, that's a tool. As I've done that to see what it was. You know, I've done the the, the fruit, the, eating little bits of fruit all day methodology. I just I don't. There's definitely a time for that and a recommendation for that. But for me, that this nothing beats this in terms of long term methodology. The two meals a day with an optional fruit meal in the morning kind of thing 
Uh, evening meals should not be eaten sooner than five or six in the afternoon. Simplicity is important. Avoid mixing too many kinds of foods in one meal. I was able to pretty much get get into that pretty early on in the transition. I uh, was able to definitely drastically simplify my what I was eating prior. Uh, avoid fats. This is you know this gets into that that kind of principle. Uh, all fats are unnatural and therefore should be avoided. Uh, it's but then he but but then he says if you're going to use fats, use something like peanut butter or some other kind of uh, or some other nut butter, and that's what I did. I used other kinds of I used things that I wouldn't recommend today, but I'll tell you that I used it because that's what I did. So I, I did the soy butter. They didn't have other stuff now. Now they have you can get avocado. If you if you need to get like that type of butter kind of stuff, you can get the avocado based or the olive oil based and, you know, avoid the lectithin and that, you know, there's that's part of the tools and things that, that we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, again, don't don't get lost in. It's like people really like authoritarian like that, that, you know, whoa, they want the rules. They want to be dominated by the rule. God, avoid, you know, it's like you know, fats are evil. Just never have like, no, just, just avoid them. If you have them every now and again, or even if you go into a mode where you eat it every day, who cares? It's part of, it's part of the transition. Just understand it's not optimal and you can feel it as you start to clean yourself up. And then you start to mess around with, with too many fats, too many things. You're, you're going to feel the obstruction. You're going to notice uh, it's a little harder to go to the bathroom. You know, you'll notice that uh, you might start getting a little, little puffy or retain water or any number of other kinds of things if you start to overdo it. Uh, but there's the famous discussion of, of Brother Air who had the peanut butter and jelly on toast for several years, uh, a number of years into practicing the diet. And so then uh, he would never eat anything like that now, you know, 40 years into practice, and he's, he's on a whole different level. But that there's something to be said about allowing yourself. See, some people, they're not allowing themselves to transition. They they're trying so hard to bring in the raw food dogma. And I love me. I love y'all. I mean, because I got all kinds of friends that, that that's their that's where they're at. They're 100 percent raw. And I love it. I love you guys. But I'm just I'm offering if you ever can't handle that, you know, you, you got a home over here with with your brother Spira that if you need that you know you need to cook food that you know it's okay <laughs> especially when you get into this uh, uh using this methodology and you're dealing with uh there's a whole world between of difference between cooked mucus free food and cooked mucus forming food and cooked pus forming food the cooked meat and cooked uh cheese and stuff this whole uh, you know raw food is tend to put all cooked foods under one banner which highly problematic I, I don't even know what where that came from that that's like you know that's that that one's hard for me to understand the logic there because it's you're 100 i mean there's a, a cooked big mac <laughs> you know is not the same as cooked collard greens please you know please let's 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 be honest here come on now be a little rational so menus for the first two weeks 
the uh, combination salad consisting of raw and grated carrots or coleslaw or both, lettuce and spinach, half and half, uh, and two or three spoonfuls of stewed or steamed vegetables, such as green peas, string peas, or spinach, and uh, add one of the following, cucumbers, tomatoes, green onions, celery, lettuce, etc. This is uh, the the quintessential combination salad that and so and I go, I'm going over this because I, I this I lived this you know all all these principles I've practiced to the best of my ability but we're going to look at how that evolved over time you can make an oil dressing the mucus diet healing system is not a is not an anti-oil modality I know that's out there that's popular and if people are staying mucus free and they want to be off the oil, cool. But most of the people that that are off the oil, there's some kind of mucus that they're indulging in heavily. So the methodology here is basically you use a little, you know, it's not the end of the world. If you make some kind of dressing with some oil or you get something that has some oil in it or whatever. It's like that's and, and I had plenty of oil, especially in the early days. Uh, for my transitional, for the transitional purposes, uh, baked sweet potato, that's, you know, classic transitional item, uh, to supply the mucus broom that mechanically cleanses the digestive tract. Uh, that's the goal, the goal of the meal elimination. Uh, the goal of all of this is elimination, not nutrition. We, we, we just don't think like that. I mean, you can, you could apply nutritional theory to this. But we just don't. We have a, a new paradigm, a different system of thought, a new way of thinking based on concepts uh, that are elsewhere in the mucus's diet that I won't get into now. Vitality equals power minus obstruction, V equals P minus O, that kind of stuff. Check that out. Lesson five in the mucus's diet. But but based on these, we just don't think in, in those terms and those like nutrition kind of terms. So the goal of the meal is for elimination. You want to eat in a way that leaves behind the least amount of metabolic slimy waste because that slimy waste over time from childhood, from babyhood, if when gone uneliminated, it it, it backs up so slowly and slowly and slowly. And there's a reason why there's an epidemic of colon cancer and there's an epidemic of different intestinal disorders. There's a reason for that. It's not a mistake. It's not a uh, some kind of weird. There, there's, there's nothing weird about that as long as we're eating as weird as we eat. Eating as much acid forming, you know, all mucus forming foods become acid forming when they remain uneliminated and sit in your gut for decades. And uh, and don't make me get out the pictures of intestines of 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 you know, cancer people and, 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 uh, you know, um, don't, don't make me because you can, because when you say, well, well, because if you need that, if you need to be scared straight, just Google some of that, Google a little bit of, uh, you know, just colon, colon cancer images or something like that. You see what you find out, you know, that that's why not avoid that if you can, but you can, if you're drinking Coke and you're eating, hot dogs and hamburgers again they, they, they that's what you have in store is there or, or unless i mean you can play the lottery 
I mean, if you want, you can be like, well, you you want to be the you trying to be the the one you know the couple percent of people that can eat like that and not go out like that because everybody wants to go to the examples of those people. Like, well, what about George Burns? He smoked and did this and that, and he lived to be. Well, okay, so you want to play the lottery. You want to indulge in all of the things that are diametrically opposed to nature and indulge yourself, go down that path, and you want to you want to play that game of maybe I can, you know, maybe I'll be the person that can get that old and eat that filthy. Good luck playing that lottery because <laughs> very few people uh, uh, end up happy at the end of that lottery so i wouldn't i personally wouldn't play that one i would look into this look into eating in a way that doesn't promote colon problems and then you don't have to have intestines cut out i mean that's a, to me that's a good idea it's a good idea to avoid that uh supper example number one so, so I'm, I won't go over each one of these because I'll talk a little bit about some of these in my thing. And, and there's the rest of the uh, meal examples. And the one thing, point that I want to make in terms of this transitional. So I will go over this overview of the transition menu logic. Uh, I've, I've sort of picked up on this. Most people don't. Even then they read the book a bunch of times, but they don't kind of notice this unless you have it brought to your attention. The first two weeks you in lunchtime, you're having the combination salad with the baked veggie. And then at supper, you're having some kind of baked or stewed fruit. You're not having raw fruit yet. We're, we You transition into raw fruit. You're not eating raw anything raw yet. Everything is cooked. We a second week lunch baked or stewed fruit course followed by a combination salad. I call this Eric's two course meal. Uh, and this is good for people. If you, if you get hungry or you're, you got a, a, a job that you're, you know, where you, you need, you know, a lot of like manual labor or something like that. And you, and you're hungry or you need that stimulation. This is a good thing to deal with uh, some kind of baked or stewed fruit first, wait 15 minutes, then follow it up with a combination salad or in some kind of vegetable meal. Uh, then the third week, we switch, and now we have a, a fruit meal, raw or cooked, in the, for lunch, and then a combination salad or, or baked veggie for supper. And then the fourth two weeks, fruit meal uh, uh, for lunch, and then the uh, raw or baked fruit course in the evening. So look at what this transition is doing. We got, we're starting off where we have the vegetables at lunchtime and then cooked fruit in the evening. Then we switch it around and we have cooked fruit at lunch and vegetable meal in the evening. Then we flip it around again. In the third two weeks, we have fruit meal uh, in the at lunch, the optional raw. Now, optionally, you can have raw fruit now on this plan. And then it's supper time, combination salad or baked veggies. And fourth, the fruit meal. You know, now, now after that transition, this is the first time where instead of switching it back to vegetables, now we are at, now we're at raw fruits at lunch, which is the classic, if there is a classic meal uh, or a classic day, it's fruits in the afternoon and vegetables in the evening or salad in the evening. You don't start there. 
we go through this fairly sophisticated transitional methodology so that by the time you get to raw fruit in the afternoon and a vegetable meal in the evening, you have transitioned quite a bit. I love that. That's uh, that's brilliant. Most people read the book, never even notice that. Like that doesn't exist. That's brilliance. That transitional methodology. Nobody else is talking about that. That's the that's sophisticated and it's subtle, but most people totally miss it. So hopefully you can take advantage of this <clears throat> observation because it it's a, it is a game changer. And I think the probably the reason it's hard for people is it's hard time you know with the muses diet healing system there's is uh an opportunity to master time you know there's and master patience patience is one of the great virtues of this path that i had to learn because i'm was at my core was a fairly impatient person but through practicing the muses diet healing system and also through uh, my educational pursuits that i the path that i was led on to be an educator i had to learn how to be pretty patient and so, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's that. Let's. Uh, so with that said, let's go on ahead and get into the actual what I eat in a day. And we'll go over kind of the different years <clears throat> and we'll see how this we'll see how this rolls. So. For the first from year one through three. 30%, about 30% of the time, I would be mucus-free or I would have mucus-free days. And a mucus-free day, years one through three for me, would usually consist of no breakfast. Uh, sometimes I would either have no breakfast. If I did eat something, I would eat fruit in the morning or I would make some juice. That would be the morning. The lunchtime, I would have fruit in the afternoon or Eric's two course meal. So where I'd have eat some kind and and I, and I got into the mono fruit theory pretty early on. And so uh, at this time I was a lot of what I had access to was like apples, pears, oranges. I was at, it was in college and so I would go down to the cafeteria with a duffel bag and I just I would throw tons of fruit in there and I would go and get vegetables, whole vegetables off of the uh, uh, that were supposed to be for show on the buffet. I'd go and grab these, you know, heads of broccoli, heads of lettuce, heads of cauliflower, that kind of thing. Heads of romaine lettuce that they had on there. And uh, so that, so that was kind of the vibe. Uh, supper time, which means dinner. I don't know if that's a weird word for people as old school supper, but uh combination salad and steamed vegetable or baked banana surprise. Now, I have a the recipe for baked banana surprise. Uh, I believe is one of the five free recipes that you get when you download the, the, the gifts and you sign up for the Insiders Club, so you might want to check that out. But, uh, yeah, so this was a – so at, at my best. This is, this, this is at my best. Now, see, most people would only share this with you. They'd be like, I practice the mucus diet healing system. And they would share this as if this was all they did, as if this was all they ate. This was just me at, at my best when I was in eating. You know, maybe you could argue my fasting was the best. But no, in terms of the eating part, this was me at my best where mostly mucus free. Maybe there, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving a little leeway if I, if I had a, a, a little oil or something. I'm not 
really counting that here. You know, yeah, maybe I had a little oil on a combination salad or something like that. Boo-hoo. I'm not, I just, I don't, not incorporating that here, in especially years one through three. But this just means I didn't have any corn chips. I didn't have the 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 bread, the the toast. I didn't have uh, any kind of uh, uh, you know vegan processed foods. You know that's the mucusless day. Then we move to the mucus lean day, and I was mucus lean about sixty percent of the time. So most of the time. In these first one to three years of practicing the mucus diet healing system, I was what you would call mucus lean, where I incorporated mucus free along with mucus forming foods systematically. So morning, fruit or juice, lunchtime, air its two course meal with toasted wheat bread. And I would usually I might and I might not just have one piece. I'd have two or three pieces. Well toasted. Why do we toast it? Eric lays this out in the Mucus Diet book. When you toast wheat bread or 100% kind of grain bread, uh, and I'll get to, I know a lot of, I know, see, there's a whole kind of the anti-wheat thing that's that's sort of new that wasn't happening back then uh, with the, you know, there wasn't as many people with gluten set sensitivity yet. That was like a new thing. That shows you the weakening of humans. <laughs> to the point where, you know, more and more people can't tolerate what you're not supposed to eat anyway. You're not supposed to eat dairy anyway. So it, it's perfect that people can't eat it, that they get sick when they eat it. You're not supposed to eat it. And uh, wheat, yeah, you're not supposed to eat processed wheat. So more people can't handle that. But from transitional purposes, this, it's a great tool if you can handle it. So very to, to, you toast out the gluey properties when you toast 100% grain bread, and I would use that Ezekiel bread. It's you get it in the frozen section. Used to be organic sections. Now most places are combining everything together, which is annoying. These uh, supermarkets, but you know, so I got that, and that was like, I mean, that that saved the day. So I would have this uh, 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 very toasted, well well toasted wheat bread that I put all kinds of soy butter on top of that. You know, in the years one through three, I was a soy butter head. I ate soy butter. You know, like I said, today, there's other options. They didn't have, a, they didn't have like alternatives to soy back then because nobody thought soy was that bad. Like, not like that. We knew it was mucus forming, but we did there, that the sort of the uh, the stigma against soy hadn't hit yet. And so they hadn't created other products. These days, you can get stuff made from avocado oil, from j- just different things besides uh, besides soy. And so, but I'm just saying, and I'm not saying it, and like I said, don't use this as a model. You might be way further advanced, or you and by the time you get this information, you're way beyond some of these things. But know that this is there. If you ever have a bad year, you have a bad, not just a day, but if you're having a bad year or maybe you have a bad decade, this is here. And I say that because too many people go back to eating McDonald's. They go back to eating Burger King. They go back to eating Pizza Hut. They'll be raw for two years or three years or a year. 
feel good for a period of time, go through a period where they don't feel good. They didn't learn this. They didn't learn and understand the transition methodology. They go all the way back to Pizza Hut. Or now that what's in fashion now for the more extremist people is to go from 100% raw vegan to 100% raw carnivore. It's one of the, the craziest things you ever want to do. Like I said, if you want to be a carnivore, you better be eating that, that diarrhea, diarrhea sauce. If you want to be a real carnivore, don't give me, don't be going into the store, getting your raw meat, thinking that you're some carnivore. Go out in the woods, kill that animal with your canine teeth, go for the gut, get up, you know, get, get, get into them intestines, you know, put it all, wipe it all over your face. You get all that blood and, and you get the feces that's in there. And y'all have seen the video that I posted that of that, that tiger getting into that zebra and it's it's just it's licking that diarrhea i know it's nasty y'all are nasty going back to carnivore that's what that's the point so don't but so this could prevent so much of that eat a soy burger i i i ate soy burgers this was like a vegan processed vegan thing the difference between me and then us this the garden variety vegan was i knew i wasn't gonna be eating like that forever and that it was very tempered. It wasn't all the time. It was like, you know, when I would take breaks, I wouldn't ever, I wasn't eating soy burgers every day, but every once in a while. And I also didn't eat it to replace meat. By the time I actually went, I, I, there, for the first year, I actually didn't eat too much of that. By the time I went back and started eating some of the processed vegan stuff, I, I wasn't craving meat anymore. So this wasn't a replacement for meat. It was just mucus. It was just for my mucus craving. I was just, I was craving. I wasn't craving meat. I was craving mucus. And I learned that through the practice. You know, I wanted mucus. I, it was like meat. I was like, I was out. I had got that out of my system, but I still wanted mucus. So that's where that beans were huge. Uh, you know, beans, you know, huge part of my transition. Ate a lot of beans. But whenever I eat all this stuff, it's always with, a big salad, always with the big combination salad. If I was to have some of that kind of stuff, In those first couple of years, I was still messing with cereal and uh, cereal and like an almond milk and that kind of stuff that didn't last too long because physiologically uh, it wasn't happening. Uh, then it's suppertime combination salad, steam baked vegetables. And this is like the big, it's a big meal. This is a big hearty meal. And I had the, these, uh, you know, big things of steamed vegetables made in onion saute dressing, the store-bought vinegar free kind of dressing is what I used a lot in those days. I wasn't making my own dressings and stuff. It was just got store-bought stuff that if it wasn't for that, it have been way, I might not have been successful. Like it was like that. Cause I, you know, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to, to evolve into that next level yet. Because so another thing I hope this does is for some of you that are more advanced or some of the raw food is this can give you a perspective of what somebody can do if they need to do it. And you can be more empathetic to them. You don't have to make them feel bad because they're not 100 percent raw. That's that's not helpful. You can know that these options are there. When people need it and believe me, people need it. Because not everybody 
has had your background or your experience or your trajectory. And depending on how long you've done what you do, you're still finding your plateau points. So don't put down somebody else just because they're, they're eating a little bit of cooked food. That's, I mean, we, we have that in our, in our group cooked food shaming. I'm not, I'm not into that. Do, do what you do. But, you know, if somebody posts up a picture or something and of their transition they're like, and they and they got to cook food, don't tear them down. Because and I and I'm telling you, some of these people that I to this day that I see going off and falling off the wagon and, and, and they're falling on their head. They're not there's no graceful falls here, you know, going down into this really, really messed up diets. Those are some of the same people that used to criticize others who were eating cooked food. So I don't want to hear it. Be positive, you know, be, be supportive of people on that, that kind of thing. Be supportive. There's no, everybody's at a different place. You'll never see me coming on here like, you know, you know, like, oh, that person ate some cooked food. Like when I'm critical, I'm critical of, of entire institutions. I'm in critical, I'm critical uh, of, of cultural dynamics. You know, I'm critical of uh, I am critical of pus eating for people that aren't that are not on the path yet. That's not transitioning yet. But once you're on the path, I'm very sympathetic because I've been there. I understand how hard this is. And, and and you and there's times you fall off the wagon or you dib and dab or you show up someplace and you, you haven't quite transformed your body yet. And you, you have a little meat, a little taste, you know, there. That's all part of it. And I'm going to say it because nobody else is saying it. I'll say it. That's part of it. That's part of the transition. You will still eat some meat. You are going to have a little bit of dairy somewhere. It's And it's okay because that's part of the transition. We don't write it down into the transition because obviously we don't want that to be, you know, we, we don't want you to be there forever. But when it happens, when there's a relapse, and I have, there's a whole other video I have that's uh, an older video that I get a lot of praise for on the addiction to pus and mucus forming foods. You And you, in the 12 step program kind of concepts, uh, you just understand that's just a part of this. So relapse is going to happen. The occasional cottage cheese. So I got into that for a minute, not super long, but I, I ate. And this is a recommendation in the mucus diet book. It's not vegan. So the vegans would be mad. But the cottage cheese with dates and applesauce is again, it's the, the, the if you focus on and this is where our disagreement is sometimes with hardcore ethical. I'm saying some people you can make a case, an ethical case to some people. There are some empaths and sometimes even it's hard to make these cases to empaths because for them to be able to eat that animal flesh, they've had to create such. A, a mental gymna gymnasium <laughs> gymnasium in their head to be able to rationalize the suffering murder and enslavement of animals so they've and and that can be hard you have to actually kind of take them through a a good pedagogy a, a you know a good curriculum but just sort of forcing this stuff in their face that it's it's not going to work what i find works better is get people to transition Get people to clean themselves up. That's self-interest. 
See, you're trying to get them to, to, to feel for something that they can't yet feel for, especially your, your garden variety, you know, just average sociopathic type of person. We're, we're you know, my concept of psychopathism and soci. I know that I'm, I'm not using these words in, a, in any kind of medical type of way. I'm just using these as a, uh, you know, in a offhanded kind of way. But the inability to feel empathy, the inability to feel and understand uh, feelings, you know, for just lack of a better kind of concept or term, you psychopath. To me, we're all on the spectrum. It's the psychopathic spectrum and you're on it because to live in this world, we can't, we, there, you have to be a little psychopathic or you wouldn't be able to function. If you felt everything, and you were and you were this that total but which I think is our natural state, honestly. But in our world out here, you you gotta you gotta you gotta be a little psychopathic to deal out here. Because if you're feeling everything, if you're you know if you're the type of person that cry, you know somebody steps on a spider and and you feel that pain and you cry about that. That's that's a, that's hard. I mean that's a hard life. There's but you can put yourself in an environment and around people, you know, you can join the, the Janus monks and there's, there's things that you can do to be comfortable if you feel like that. But in this, in this stuff out here, you know, we all got to be a little psychopathic. So, so the whole point is tra- transition. What I find is with, with those, with people, people don't like pain. They don't like being sick. So if you appeal to their self-interest, Here's some information that can help you with that cough, help you with that lung problem, help you with that asthma, help you with that inflammation, that elephant foot, help you with whatever that is. Like, here's some information with that self-interest. Then they check out the diet and something magical happens when you start to apply these principles and you start to clean yourself up. All of a sudden, you start to feel in a way that you've never felt before. You, you feel the tree. You feel the grass. You feel the squirrels. You feel the deer. You feel the birds. You don't just see them. You don't just hear them. Now you feel them in a new way. And you feel them so deeply that the thought of somebody killing them to eat them makes you mad, sick, disgusted. And congratulations, you've now gotten over your first hump. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen with me just showing you a slaughterhouse video. You had to clean yourself up first and you cleaned yourself up based on self-interest because you don't like how it feels when you're sick. You don't like how it feels when you when you have pain and arthritis in your in your joints and and you and headache all the time and blowing your nose all the time. You don't like that. Self-interest is what's going to make this thing work for people that can't feel, that can't that that have that have lost their reason and ability to empathize. And so, I mean, we're talking pedagogy here a little bit, but but I mean, it's an important point that I'm not sure is always received well, so I want to get on it a little bit, but uh, so to finish up here, mucus lean, I had this little spirits pizza replacement. Every once in a while, I'd get the, the, the vegan pizza 
kind of thing. One of those Amy's uh, uh, vegetable ones. I put a bunch of extra vegetables on it and sauce and stuff. And, uh, you know, so I did add a little bit. But what I ended up really getting into was I would get the, the wheat tortillas and put sauce on it, uh, a bunch of vegetables, and then put that in the oven for like 10 minutes at, you know, 420 and, and seasonings, that was the key, putting this uh, uh, onion powder, or garlic powder. I didn't use salt. I was able to get off of that early, but I, onion powder, garlic powder, oregano, put that in. 10, 11 minutes, you know, kind of watch it. You don't want, want it to burn, but it it kind of, you know, kind of come out nice. And I'd make two or three of those, big salad, and that would sort of be like my, uh, that would take the place of the toast and uh, get that out and, you know, kind of, you know, cut it up into little little pizza sections, a uh, little uh, square, well, not squares, but the little triangles, and that that was real beneficial. Uh, bean burritos, I that was, you know, so the last uh, fast food joint that I would mess with was uh, Taco Bell, and uh, this is early on. This is like the first year of practicing the diet, and I stopped going to all other fast food type of joints and restaurants. But I would I'd go to Taco Bell and then I would veganize to so get like uh, the bean burrito there and make sure, you know, veganize it. And of course, every once in a while you get it, you open it up and it's, you know, it's got meat in it or, or it's got like a little a little nibble of meat. You know, it's because it's got the, the cross contamination and you learn you have to learn that lesson when you're going down this. You, you once you get real serious, especially once you make that switch and you feel that. And you no really no longer want any of that meat residue, then uh, that that becomes pretty profound to you, and you're like, okay. Uh, so then from that, once I started really really understanding that, then instead I would uh, I was buying the little cans of uh, of refried it was like the Taco Bell brand refried beans which is not the cleanest because they got the canola oil and all that kind of stuff. But that's what I was using. Cause that's, I had that taste for that. And, um, you know, corn chip, Oh, corn chips is, that's a, that's a bad addiction. If you don't, <laughs> that was probably one of my worst addictions as far as, uh, like that, that didn't take itself out. See, a lot of these things would take, took themselves out because I couldn't really, once I got to a point where I wasn't processing them anymore or eliminating them well, then I would move on. But corn chips was one where I wasn't eliminating it well anymore, but I was still eating them. Um, Nature Burger, there was this uh, brand, fantastic brand, Nature Burger. I used to used to crush those, make those up. And uh, and honestly, if, if you read the Muses Diet, where Eric talks about rice, uh, rice patties, like the uh, uh, cooked rice, where if you you uh, uh, soak the rice, you drain off the mucus, then put them in the patties and fry them. That the Nature Burger was sort of like that, is it had some rice flour in it. They had different flour. There was a lot of ingredients in it, but uh, but it was that kind of thing, and it it eliminated okay. It didn't eliminate great, but it definitely hit the spot when I was really craving some mucus uh, in those early years. So again, year one through three, fasting mode. I only fasted about 10% of the time. I didn't fast that often or, you know, early on when I'm just getting started. And again, there's some people, they try to fast a lot. They do a lot of fasting. Uh, but me, I only fasted about 10% of the time. 
and and I did the methodology juice fruit juice is needed throughout the day so my definition of of that fasting was pretty much along the lines of Arnold Errett so I, I, I didn't I, I was doing green juices uh, but I didn't fast with green juices my fasting was fruit juice and when it deviated from that it would be incorporating some um the uh, the vegetable broth you know make making vegetable broth or buy even buying some of that store bought like the organic uh, vegetable broth type of stuff <clears throat> and so you know the, so the simplicity so there's not a whole lot to talk about here what i should mention though even back to the other ones so i, I have i didn't what i didn't put on there was when i was doing enemas so i was doing distilled water and lemon juice enemas every day and in that first one to three years it i was uh i was actually doing them often like two twice a day i do them like kind of early in the morning or when i would get up and then i would also do it in the evening before bed but sometimes i would just have to get it in where i could and i might do it in the afternoon or whatever and you know and i did them in in a public a public bathroom that locked but right outside the door and this is part of like the hardcore attitude and i'm talking about where there is no, don't, there's no, I don't want to hear excuses. There's not an excuse. People love excuses. That's where I'm hardcore is there's no excuses. None. I did enemas right outside the door was a pool table with people playing, having fun. Almost every time I did an enema, somebody knocked on the door and I'm laying on my side doing the enema talking about, I'm in here. I'm going to be in here a while, <laughs> you know. That that's what that's what it takes, you know. That you know, I try to I try to imbue some of that attitude over to you because you need that. That's what I'm talking about when I say this is a warrior's path. You got to figure this out. It's not always going to be easy, and and be just given to you on a silver platter. You got to figure this out. But there's no excuses, none, no excuses. You got to make it work. You know, brother Air likes to talk. He was real impressed when I did an enema in a Starbucks uh, bathroom in Chicago when we was, we was out on a trip. And, uh, and, and so, you know, I won't get into that story, but I'm just saying that's, that's the mentality. And so, and that's the mentality that needs to be incorporated in mucus's diet healing system. That's the type of, it's a different kind of hardcore than I'm gonna be hundred percent raw. Ooh. You know, having the attitude of, I'm not going to, if, if I need an enema, I'm not going to miss an enema because my family's in the other room. I'm going to go in the bed. I'm going to make my enema kit. I'm going to go in the bathroom. I'm going to turn on the shower. I'm going to lay on the floor and I'm going to do the enema there. Or I'm going to go in my room. I'm going to go to the, uh, I'm going to go down to the camping supply store. I'm going to buy one of those, uh, uh, luggable loos. I'll do my, my, <laughs> And I just thought of that now, but but that's that's that but that's how the men, that's the mentality. I'm showing you in real time how it would work, because I know as I've, I hear that from people and like, well, I live in a house with with like my family or multiple people, and it's kind of uncomfortable to do the enemas, and my bathroom's too small, and this. If you got a room, go get you a luggable loo. You're gonna have to invest in those. I mean, that's kind of expensive. These those little things. If if that's how you do it, actually, you wouldn't even have to invest. You know, in the bags. They go in the luggable loo, but you, uh, you know, you prepare your animate thing, go in your bedroom, do it in there. 
and then and then dump it. You know, go and dump it in the bath. You know, whatever you needed. I'm saying it's problem solving. My the point is, there's no excuse. I don't want to hear it because I've heard all of them. I've heard, you know, I'm living with my parents. I'm doing this and my my significant other. I'm traveling. I'm doing this. If this is important to you, if not having your intestines cut out is important to you, if not having uh, uh, colon cancer is important to you, if being able to not have daily headaches and coughing up phlegm and we're running around here with a mask on worrying about catching something if if that's important to you then you will figure out how to do it within the context of your life there's no excuse so this is years four through ten so now years four through ten I'm mucus. My mucusless days are a lot more. I'm being 100% mucusless. Uh, like I'm saying, maybe a little. Out, uh, I don't count the oil as much in in this, but uh, uh, 50% of the time, I'm not eating the the processed patties. I'm not eating nuts and uh, nuts and raisins. I'm not, you know, 50% of the time, I'm uh, I'm dealing with this the uh, juice or fruit in the morning, fruit in the afternoon or air it's two course a meal or juice only sometimes. And I'm, sometimes I was eating only one meal a day. And then in the evening, the combination salad with the steamed vegetables. So that's where we're saying with the cooked thing, cooked is just always a part your, it's cooked mucus free. It's a different concept, you know, so you're not filling up on a lot of the nuts and the seeds, that kind of stuff. You're the uh, cook, cooked, uh, you know, ate a, ate a lot of squash. Uh, the cooked squash, b- baked acorn squash, baked spaghetti squash, zucchini, summer squashes. Um, again, always with a big raw salad. Uh, all the, the steam veg, all the different vegetables that you can steam or you the stir fries, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I'll also say I <clears throat> was this in these years, I was doing more fasting, as we'll see. And, uh, and so sometimes this uh, evening meal would just be a juice. So I might maybe I have fruit in at lunchtime and then just some juice in the evening. So this was again the more advanced mucusless days. I might have one meal of fruit in the afternoon and then have juice in the evening. So but again, this is the mucusless day. And again, this is what most people would show you because they try to show you the best of what they did. And and they would leave out that when they that day that they went and you know, drank some kind of whatever they had some went someplace and they used to have a coffee addiction. So they went and drank some coffee. I mean, they, they leave that out. And I'm saying that, no, here we go. Here was me in my mucus lean days, but you start to see it, it's getting simpler. So it's not as complicated as it was years one through three. Now we're uh, again, this is getting pretty standard or it's either going to be fruit or juice. I wasn't eating, uh, you know, cereal in the morning anymore. I wasn't, you know, that kind of stuff was out. It was either juice or some fruit, uh, lunch, air it's two course meal, or this period I got pretty heavy into, I mean, the the nuts and raisins. So this would have been store-bought roasted nuts, uh, that were salted. And, uh, but I would have these big things of organic raisins, combine it with them. And, um, and I, I would get mix, the mixed nuts oftentimes, either cashews or mixed nuts. And don't I don't want to hear about cashews aren't nuts or whatever. Or we're talking, they, how does it eliminate? That's really the proper taxonomy. 
is how it eliminates uh, and it eliminates like like a nut. And so uh, you want to combine it with with raisins, as you would learn. As you go through the mucus diet uh, for the methodology. The supper uh, combination salads, steamed baked vegetables, onion saute, uh, dressing, store-bought vinegar-free dressing. I mean, I, I kept that for around for a while, you know, those first 10 years where I deviated too much from that. Uh, baked sweet potatoes were real big. The toasted wheat bread was still there. Nature burgers were less. They still, every once in a while, they would show up. And this is another concept of transition is instead of, you can have certain things that you might eat once a year or twice a year. I got to the point by the end of the 10 years, I would maybe have a, a little nature burger period for a few days once a year. I mean, think about that. That's what I always try to get across to people in terms of sophistication of transition. And so, uh, you know, the beans were still there. The 100% wheat spaghetti, which I didn't mention before, but that that was still there. Uh, and, and that pizza replacement. So it was, there was a few things I ate a lot less of the, uh, the, uh, you don't, you say I didn't put on here the, the soy burgers. I, I kind of, I, I went periods of time, like a couple years where I didn't touch them at all. And then maybe I had it once, like go back to it once. And then I kept going, but I didn't have it enough for it to be on here on this list. And so that's showing you I'm, I'm cutting things out, but they're cut being cut out slow over a long period of time. So that it's like permanent, uh, permanent cutouts. And then uh, years four through 10 fasting mode, uh, 25%. This actually, I thought about this today. I probably could have, this is more, this is more like 30%. I think I fixed it on, uh, on a, uh, a later in this presentation, but uh, juice is needed throughout the day, uh, fresh and or uh, certain store-bought uh, juices. So, yes, yeah, so that's another thing was using. So, so yeah, so I have fresh juice, but I know this blasphemy for a lot of the juice people I know. Uh, but sometimes there were certain store bought juices that that I would use. And Brother Air, we've sort of found a couple that we could use to for the stimulation, because, again, the concept, it wasn't about a nutrition concept. We didn't drink juice for nutrition. We're drinking for elimination and the body, whether whether you use the fresh juice or you use store-bought something or these people that are in the hospital and they're in there that, that can't eat solid food and they're pumping them with dairy inshore that has whey in it. It's still a camouflage fast. It's still, even though there's, it's not optimal and it may even have mucus in it. Like in the case of the inshore type of stuff, you are giving the body an opportunity to uh to, to rest be, just by virtue of the liquid going in there so it's so that's that's what it is i always recommend and of course promote the fresh juices and the juicing and that's what but to be honest to show you to give you what to give you the the story uh you gotta understand store-bought juices was a is a part of the story but again we there's certain ones that not just any of them. There's certain ones that are way better uh, than others. And uh, if you got questions, I will uh, let you guys do questions at the end. And if anybody, I'll open up, I'll, I'll open this up. If somebody wants to come on here and, and talk with their video camera. So if you have a phone or video and you want to get that ready, you, uh, I'm going to open that up a little bit later on. 
and uh, and we'll we'll see those that how that goes that experiment. But uh, uh, mucusless day, sixty five percent of the time. So this is year year uh, eleven through fifteen. So uh, yeah, most of the time got mucusless days. A lot more simple. Uh, either again, I mean, this is pretty standard for the rest. You know, no breakfast, fruit or juice in the morning. Uh, fruit in the afternoon was very common. Uh, or air it's two course meal if I need a little bit, little bit more something. Uh, that then that might be there. Combination salad and uh, steam, steam vegetables or baked banana surprise. Now, this is around year. 11 and 12, I was almost like year 11. I was almost 100% raw. So that would be so I did. I did like two years where I I did some pretty intense fast. I did like six months on on fruit uh, because I kind of skipped over the long term fasting that I did earlier where I did six month long juice fast year after year. I want to talk about that because I don't want I'm not promoting that. I don't promote long term fasting. If you fast long, you're on your own in terms of like you can't don't blame air it or something like that. No one over here is telling you to do long term fasting. We're telling you to practice the mucus's diet healing system, the whole system and nothing but the system. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> so help you God. Do I got to finish that? Uh yeah, and the you know baked banana surprise that was that was still there, but yeah, I did like I said there was a couple years where I you know, 100% raw, and I got into what I call classical raw foodism. Where you get into the so- uh, soaked nuts and seeds, and was making you know blending some of those things up and all that. You know, so I I, I lived that. You know, that's so I wanted to check out those tools, see what that was about. Uh, and so uh, yeah, so it's there's there there are tools. It's it's another mode. You know, the, the raw mucus free is another mode and raw mucus lean, you know, but coming from that perspective, it's it's a total different thing. And it's just more tools in the toolbox. If you understand that we have all of these different tools to check out and it's and, and that's to me fun. It's fun to try the different tools to see what they're going to do with the body and what what it what one tool does year in year five might do something totally different in year 10 you know and so that's part of the practice that's part of really getting in tune with yourself and understanding this whole process uh let's see so a mucus lean day year 11 through 15 you know fruit or juice in the morning air it's two course meal or nuts uh the store buy so a lot of this you know it's going to get a little repetitive uh combination salads steamed vegetables the now now this is where i i got away from the store-bought dressing and i got into ex- almost exclusively the lemon and oil putting a, a squeezing lemon on top putting olive oil with it and that was like my main dressing if i felt like blending something up i might get some vegetables and herbs and a little oil and blend that up in a in a blender but uh, that was I, I'd gotten off of the store bought stuff, and it so it took a long time. I mean, I'm sure people criticize me for that. Like, man, you was on the store bought for a long time. Yeah, I was. It's my part. It's my story. It's my transition. Um, let's see the toasted wheat tortilla, nature burger bean. 
Major Burger, well, yeah, I mean, Major Burger just only like literally like once a year, maybe in year 14 or something. And, and then they stopped selling them. And so that that helped that helped anyway. But I was off of the wheat spaghetti. I, I went back and I checked out the that quinoa spaghetti. But I, I didn't eat a lot of that. I mean, it's like we say, 20. But uh, yeah, that's the whole point of this. Only 20 percent of the time there. I mean, so. When I did eat the mucus lean, this was what was happening. It was only 20% of the time. It was, it was very, very minimal in, in this particular period. Then uh, fasting, uh, I'm saying uh, fasting 15% of the time. Might have been more than that after when I look back in retrospect. But um, juices needed throughout the day, mostly fresh juices, uh, mostly raw, mucus-free with a lot of fruit juice fasting so in these years i i didn't do any store-bought juice this was all when i did fast it was all fresh juices uh without any question and uh oh this is i do mention that yeah the, the years 11 through 13 i did a lot of raw mucus free a lot of fruit juice fasting uh i was doing a lot of that in those years and that's the years also when I got into the herbs. I was that's so I did the first 10 years, I used zero herbs. I did no no herbal formulas, no none of that. Then year 11 through 13, I started getting into and checking out some of what herbs do. And I studied it very deeply. As I when I do study something, I'd get real deep into it. So I learned a lot about it. And I was, you know, start I was able to understand them from a perspective that is uh that i don't generally hear people talk about and you know i don't talk a lot about it on this channel i do talk about it in one-on-one situations or coaching situations if i think somebody needs those that particular tool if i don't think someone needs that tool i don't recommend it or i don't talk about it so it's one and that's one reason i don't just talk about it all the time here because most people with that they get into uh the uh, where where that's like the end all be all you know they get so addicted to the herbs the idea of them and they put so much faith in like this like this is it this is what i'm when there's a way more tools you need in your toolbox that's one you know that, that those herbs are like one tool that animal bag is a tool the you know the the, the soaked nuts are a tool you know it's like you, you better have all these tools in here uh but most a lot of those folks don't they don't they don't know that they have all those tools at their disposal they very narrow and they've only been exposed to a couple things they've been exposed to this one thing and that's it and so i that's why i try to share this to just if, if anything just show like there's more tools out here that that are useful but at the same time you don't you, there there's a way when you put them within the context of the mucus diet there's a way to use those tools where you're, you're not going to go way off into something very weird and some like fi find yourself in these uh, strange places. You know, it's, it's a different kind of thing. <clears throat> Let's see. Okay. So this is years uh, to the 16th to the present. So uh, mucusless days, mo mostly mucus free. Yeah. 75% of the time I will have not either nothing I, I, I'm dry a lot of mornings. I don't have anything until the afternoon, but sometimes I'll have fruit uh, and I'll still have fruit or I have juice uh, or sometimes I just have water or something or lemon water in the morning. You know, that that's uh, that's common um, fruit in the afternoon. 
in a raw combination salad in the evening. This is very common how I live, you know, it's pretty much. So if you want to know what I eat in a day now, this is this is what uh, 75% of the time, this is what it looks like when I'm eating. Um, my mucus lean days, about 15% of the time. Uh, I put the lemon water there, then uh, fresh fruit or juice at lunchtime. And then the supper, supper time, just more a little bit more complicated with the combination salad with some lightly steamed kind of stuff and uh, lemon and grape seed or olive oil for the uh, dressing, occasional vegan patty or some kind of homemade patty with a salad or, you know, the occasional can of beans or something in there. Uh, baked or uh, air, air fried sweet potato kind of got into air fried thing. And, uh, and so, uh, cause you do that without the oils and so that's kind of cool, but, uh, baked or air fried sweet potatoes. Uh, and again, just 15% of the time, this is not, not all the time. Uh, Tate this toasted almond flour tortillas. They're gluten-free. I got into those pretty, like pretty, uh, pretty heavy in, in these little periods, but, uh, and that would take the place instead of having the hundred percent wheat toast that would, I would do that. Um, and so I did, I went pretty long time without wheat, any wheat products for like several years. And then recently I messed with a little wheat just to see what would happen. And interestingly, my body hands, handles it now a lot better than it used to. So that's another thing. It can be counterintuitive. There are certain things that you might not be able to physically tolerate in year 10. That's maybe a mucus forming item, but physically you get over some more humps and you might be able to go back to it and it be uh and help you get over a different kind of hump and so that's what i hope to teach in terms of understanding you can use these tools like that's what they're for and uh, there, there's no there's not a guilt thing there shouldn't you know i i'm i'm so happy that i've been able to you know come up into the mucus diet with your know, brother air and and to, to not have that stigma of feeling guilty because what I'm eating, if it's not perfect, if it's not, you know, I, I understand the transition. And so that guilty thing that I have to work with clients with constantly, because it's, it's so embedded in so much a part of the dogma of the raw food dogma and, and things. It's like, you get into this, 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 that. And I'm like, man, that guilty thing. That's, if you're in year 10 of your of the mucus's diet and and you're still eating pigs or like you have the occasional pig, all right, feel guilty about that if you haven't got off the dead animal flesh yet, you know. But if you're, you know, if you're transitioning, you're off the animal stuff and you're, you know, you're dealing with what you're dealing with, that guilt is doesn't help anything. It's not a it's not a positive type of you know, it's not going to give you motivation. Is going to pull you down as soon as you will allow that guilt to be there. And, and, and when that guilt's there, you're not accepting reality. That's part of the problem. And that's you're, you're, you're in denial. There, there's a denial. There's a guilt. There's a like, cause you feel you should have done this thing that you couldn't do. And now you're mad. Like you, you've lost this, this game or something. And it shouldn't be like that. You, the part of the art of this, when you make this look good is, you you just shift. I mean, sometimes I'll uh, before I crave mucus, I might eat a meal that has some mucus in it because I know it's coming. 
And I headed off at the pass. Like, okay, you know, all right, I've, I've been in this mode a while. Um, let me go on ahead and let me, let me get out the, you know, let me get out the little vegan patty or whatever. You know, I found a, there's some, I haven't done this like recently, but there oh, in these 16, 18, I was getting into these. It, it's like, there's all these new vegan patties that are way cleaner than 2003, uh, where you look at the ingredients and they're like, there's almost nothing in them except just like vegetables and a little, you know, a little mucus to keep it together. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I got into a little bit of that. Let's see. So fasting mode. Now, again, I fast less now than I did in, uh, you know, years 10 through 15. Uh, and, and what, and what I predict is like years 20 through 25, probably years 22 through 25, there's going to be a, a probably do significant amount of fasting. Uh, I'm don't hold me to that. I'm just saying, if I, if I'm honest about it, and I'm looking into the future. I know where I'm feeling now, you know, at eight, year 18, I can predict that around year 22, I'm, there's going to be some impressive kind of fasting kind of stuff that I might get into. Maybe not. I might just stay in this groove, but if, if I know my body and I know the trajectory that I'm on, the st- work that I'm doing now and the eating that I'm doing now is going to result in doing some like serious, like fasting at uh, very easy. Um, Cause that's the whole thing. It's supposed to be easy when you, when you get to those higher levels. So the, for me, these are the eating years. Like I'm eating, you know, I'm eating. <laughs> and so, uh, but I'm eating a lot of mucus free, you know, it's mostly mucus free. You know, most of what I'm eating is mucus free with uh, like I said, the occasional, whatever the occasional little patty of something or some little bean thing here or there or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm not, not doing a whole lot of, whole lot of fasting right now, but when I do, it's the classic air you know, two, two quarts of juice kind of, kind of fast. <clears throat> um, what I eat in a day. So takeaways and observations. So, uh, mucus days, the years one through three, you know, 30%, uh, then from years four to 10 went up to 50% years, 11 to 15 up to 65%. And then, uh, in years 16 to 18, 75%. So over two decades, I went from where I would eat mucusless for 30% of the year to now I eat mucusless 75% of the year. Did I do it in two years? No. After 18 years, I'm, all, I'm almost 75% of what I eat is, is mucus-free. <clears throat> mucus lean days. 60%. So years one through three, 60% of the time was mucus lean years uh, four through 10, 20% of the time was, uh, was mucus lean years, 11 through 15, 20% of the time mucus lean. Uh, and I don't know, I might update this four through five was probably mucus lean more than that. Then, uh, uh, 15% for years, uh, 16 through 18. So that's that. And just showing you this for, to, to get this concept of this trajectory, 
because this again this is like a concept that i always hint at but i'm i don't know if i'm ever being really clear about it and so now we, we got a video now where there's very clarity on this on like what this looks like in my case in my case study brother airs is that is somewhat similar to this you know if i was to do a case study of what i know of how he ate uh his it, it's di it's different you know but but the overall trajectory is kind of similar uh but he ate different mucus form you know different mucus lean kind of things than i necessarily did uh but the the trajectory is is kind of similar and and i noticed that with takora you know similar thing with the long-term mucus diet practitioners uh now if if we were to interview somebody that came in from a more raw foods kind of perspective there and but we broke it down like this their thing might be different and they might be eating more mucus by year 20 like they still have more mucus in their diet because they were more focused on getting rid of the cooked food but if i'm eating raw mucus that's cool you know and, and i'm not criticizing i'm just saying this is the mucus diet healing system methodology i'm not criticizing that I'm just saying to give you a comparative perspective. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Fasting mode. So yeah. So I, so now I fast about the same amount now and that's, and that's interesting. You know, I fast about the same amount now that I did when I first started, but I went, you know, I did quite a bit of fasting, probably more, even more than 30% in these four to 10, but there was a couple years where I fasted 50% of the time. Uh, as I was doing these those long fasts, but um, I, I calculated the, the the days on this. Um, I probably have. I would I would almost say I probably I could probably up if I really sat down and updated these. I could I could probably should update could update these a little bit because the numbers would shift a, a little bit. I probably fasted a little bit more years for one through three. Or probably more like fifteen percent fasting in uh the those first several years and then uh yeah then then quite a bit in those years and uh and and this is even probably more this would this would maybe even be a little higher 20 percent or, or more because i i know i fa i'm definitely fasted more than that on years 11 and 11 and 12 <clears throat> but at the same time those were I was also not necessarily, I was fruit, I was living, it was like the fruit diet period. So, and I don't really count that as a fat. And so that's, that's one reason why this is only 15% there, but the, uh, the mucusless days are pretty high because I was, I was doing these grape, uh, pretty like grape cure kind of fasting periods and that kind of stuff. Grapes were great prices in those years, like 2000 and, uh, 12 and 11 and in 2010 there was a lot of 99 uh, 99 cent a pound grapes and um yeah so i, I was those were grape years definitely um yeah so that's the uh the bird's eye view and as i said before and i'll say it again please do not use any of this as a model this discussion is not meant to be a model that you say, okay, well, this is what you were doing in those years. Let me try to do that these years. That's not how this is meant to be. This is meant to 
be uh, an overall study, as is the way, you know, the mucus's diet, the case studies that are presented in there. Spirit Speaks, the case studies that I put in that book. It's meant to deepen one's understanding of the principles of the mucus's diet and put into proper perspective how long things can take depending on your physiology, depending on your life, depending on your goals, is going to be different. But I want to show you what a realistic transition of somebody practicing the mucus diet healing system methodology, what that looks like over time. Because I I don't see many videos of anybody, of raw food people, or any, I don't see anybody really talking like that and showing what that trajectory looks like and you can see how, uh, and, and you know, and, and there's plenty of people that are probably, I'll check the chat, and there's people like, I can go faster than that. Because one thing that happens is y- you can feel so good on different kinds of mucus-free, especially the fruit. You can feel as if you can eat like that forever. But physiologically, you're not there yet. And And then when you hit the ceiling or the wall, you, you blame it on lack of nutrition, all the, you know, the, the, the common things instead of blaming it on the real problem, which was lack of transition, lack of being comfortable in a plateau point, dealing with these items, eating, you know, having those mucus forming foods on your list that you might eat literally once a year. Because that's a sophisticated transition. If you can eat something that maybe you ate a lot in years one and two, but you can only now you only crave it and eat it one time a year by year nine and ten, it's not 100% out of your diet. But think about how much better that is to eat it once a year than to be like, I'm never eating that again, and then you fall off the wagon, and, and, I, and I've, I see it. You know, I drive by Pizza Hut and see it, you know, in the drive through Transition, that's, you know, that's the point. And don't be guilty. Like, just work the system. Like, you don't, don't, you do you. And, and, and that goes for, again, if you hardcore, like, man, I'm raw, this is what I'm doing, I'm never going back. I'm not telling you to eat like this. I'm saying that these are tools that, that are available for you or people that you might be in a position to help because people, your roommates, your mom and father, your, your grandparents, people, if they, you're not probably, you might not be able to, you're not going to persuade them with hundred percent raw. Cause I would, I wouldn't have been persuaded with that. If brother air would have came to me with a hundred percent raw dogmatic type of, argument that would have turned me off i never would have got into a mu- to any of this the mucusless diet rang so true to me that was the game changer it was like the principle of evolutional changes and slowly changing things over time that made sense that i could see that i could envision that that made sense but these 100% all or nothing things, I never felt for that. You know, I just never, because I already know that doesn't work. And over and over again, it doesn't work for, for so many people. And so, like I said, for years, 
we've we've been that pillow that so many people have fallen onto. We've been able to catch them where they because they were trying to be way too aggressive. They were eating all. I'm, I'm never eating nothing again. I'm fruit. I'm doing this. 60 day water fast. I did this dry fast and you aggressive, 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 aggressive. Felt great for a couple days. All of a sudden, boom, hit the just just like falling, 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 about to hit the ground. And they they saw one of our videos, or they're like, Well, maybe I check out that mucus's diet and see what that transition is about. And these are people that used to criticize us for talking about transition. And so I mean, I don't get joy out of the I tell you so because I don't want to I don't want to say that. I hate saying that when it comes to this topic because I want people to understand this stuff, understand this transition uh, and, and save yourself a lot of, of misery and suffering. That's unnecessary because if you try out certain things transitionally and your body rejects it, then you know, okay, well, I don't, I don't need this right now. My body, you know, no one's telling you to forcing you to eat mucus lean. It's just, uh, uh, it's just understanding what's available to you when the stuff hits the fan and it will, unfortunately, you know, I don't like to be the bearer of of bad news, but I mean, you're going to have some days where these tools will be very, very useful for you. And if you have that all or nothing mentality, then you, you're going to have a very tough time being successful long term and, uh, and and just living a com- just just being comfortable in your body, in your mind. It's 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 not a it's it's just it's unfortunate to me. So read the books. You can just die healing system. We got the book bundle. We bundle all these together one low price. You can get the digital version. You want the paperbacks get the paperbacks uh, you can find the links down below for that uh, you can get the books and also get into the e-course that's you know that's that's one path a lot of people take uh, yeah but definitely i mean before don't just use this video to try to create your understanding of what you think the diet is based on this video that's not what this video is for please read the mucus diet book if you don't if you have a problem with me but then don't read this version and read some other version that I don't have nothing to do with. If you were this far in the video, you probably are cool with me, but I'm just saying in case uh, somebody, some people don't, you know, if they have a problem with me, it's like, fine. I want you to read the, I don't care if you read this version or you read another version uh, as, as a scholar, I'm kind of, I, an educator. I like seeing people read multiple versions and have fun comparing and contrasting, but um, to read a book read the mucus diet healing system book please and uh you know and while you're at it check out rational fasting and and uh and <laughs> you know and what and all the other stuff that, that Eric wrote you know it's all classic stuff and some of these they're, they're small books but i'm telling you it's can it's condensed there's some stuff in there and, and, all, and all these little these little books they look unassuming and like oh that's cute yeah yeah it's cute <laughs> it's cute all right check it out you know be ready so, uh, yeah, so that's, that's my presentation on what I eat in a day on the mucus's diet, which is uh, really a case study of the past eight, 18 years. And, uh, you know, tried to be honest, tried to show you guys 
a little bit about what what this really looks like what you know the the honest kind of way the transition you know we talk about it a lot but oftentimes it's i know it's a little bit more until you practice it or you really study some of the other materials we have it's sort of like i don't know you know it's it's so i'm trying to like alleviate those questions as far as and, and like i said none of this means that you have to go as slow as me or that you have to go as fast as me take time out of this take don't worry so much about the time worry about the principles finding that plateau point and then and then maybe you can map out some things you know map out some goals or map out whatever but focus on the trajectory of of your of your now transition what does you know Eckhart always say you know be in the now what are you doing now don't worry about the future you know you don't have to fixate on the past the past can help inform you in terms of what you you know on how what your transition might look like but deal with right now deal with what you're eating right now and uh and that's that's what we want to do so uh so i'm I'm gonna visit the uh the the, you guys over here in the in the chat and uh my man steve what's going on steve and uh, alpha says showing it right and uh, it says the e-course is great and uh, steve also says that the e-course is great i appreciate that let's see uh, this, it doesn't tell me who the Facebook user is for some reason, but uh, Facebook user says if you are over 40 years old, when you begin to detox, then it takes years to cleanse your body. That's true. Um, and uh, Steve says, great way to break down the case study. Uh, Brady, said, uh, Brady says this is extremely helpful. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm very glad about that. Thank you for watching. And uh, Alex says, you're the man for breaking this all down by year. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, so I appreciate everybody being on here. And uh, let's see. Uh, Josh says, Trader Joe's has unpasteurized OJ. That's pretty good. Yeah. And uh, and, and and pro tip, yeah, the, the Trader Joe's uh, unpasteurized well, they have the past. Well, they have the pasteurized uh, pineapple juice, but they but it's changed over the past couple of years. It's not as good as it as it was, but uh, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, you find your your little little stuff. Like I said, but I didn't talk about get into as those are other discussions. The where I how, you know sort of I talked about kind of what I ate, but how I got to got got those items i got a got into wholesaling a lot where i'm going to the wholesaler getting boxes of oranges boxes of apples boxes of cucumbers and zucchini and you know i'm getting things in bulk and saving a lot of money uh especially in those those early days um let's see dory hey what's going on how, how you doing it's been a been a while been a while since i've seen you and uh, my man Emoji King, what's going on? Then uh, Angela asked, what about those with life-threatening diseases? Is there a way to heal uh, that 
may take a more focused approach. So, yeah, in those cases, I always recommend in really chronic cases to work with somebody. I'm in the process of trying to put together educational things to train more people in what I know of, of, of mucusless diet healing system centered methodology and coaching and consultation methodology. Uh, so if you're interested in that, just, just stay tuned. Cause I'll be announcing things, you know, in the next, you know, over, over this year. But, um, uh, but you, you know, you definitely recommend working with somebody now, with that said, when I'm working with someone that's there, I'm, I'm always using the transitional methodology, but depending on where they're at, you might be a little more aggressive uh, right from the get go. You know, you might not we might not take as much time, obviously, with certain transitional things. Uh, and that's to me is where Dr. Morris's methodology is is great. It's it's for people on their deathbeds, you know, just honestly. And he's mentioned that in older videos, you know, where he had said that, uh, you know, a lot of his that we're talking about people with the, the cancers and, the, you know, the real chronic illnesses. It's like, all right, we're, we're not messing around. We're getting right at it. What has happened is people that don't have chronic illnesses are trying to use that same methodology and they're sometimes get a little more than a bargain for because it's aggressive as hell. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's aggressive methodology. Uh, now we have aggressive, you know, you can, cause you can always be aggressive. That's what I try to tell you. It's like, you can always be more aggressive, but finding that middle ground, finding that, that, that space where you're really mucus free and you're able to sustain that that's, that's challenging. It's hard to get into that, but yeah, as far as you know, folks that are really going through it, you, you do, uh, you know, kind of focus that. And Eric talks about that as well, where, you know, you can get into some of those uh, methodologies where Eric's talking about his the sanitarium uh, process and some of the, uh, the kind of fasting and the things that he had people doing that might not go right in line with the, the main recommendations. But, but again, a skilled... Uh, uh, practitioner helping somebody in, in that case can be very, uh, very beneficial, much, much needed. And I appreciate Eric. Thank you so much for the, uh, uh, for the donation there, the super chat he said, what's my thoughts on pasteurized grape juice? Uh, I used it early in my transition, but, uh, I'm, I'm not a, you know, it's one of those things every once in a while, but I don't f use it or find it. Like I know some people get into using it and sort of fasting with it, with a particular mindset of what it can and can do and should do and that kind of stuff. And I, I'm not really into that, but as far as just, if you're going to choose, if you have to go with a pasture, some kind of pasteurized juice, uh, if a, a high quality or like an organic uh, uh, grape juice can be good, you know, the, you know, the grape juice, um, if you can get a, you know, not from concentrate pineapple juice, that's decent quality. Uh, you know, those are some of the kind of you know, store-bought juices that you can, you can get into. And 
great goddess says great live stream thanks so much for the honest share and i appreciate uh yeah i appreciate you all here so maybe what i'll do since i said i would yeah thank you nick i'm i'm gonna show and i want to i don't want to make this too too much longer but i will in in the chat i'm gonna put a link and i'll invite if and i'll just take one or two people or you know whoever the first couple people that show up and uh if you got some questions we can chat about it or if you just want to holler at me i'm a we're, and this is uh, this is a recommendation from Brother Air because he likes this. He said he liked this when we did this uh, a couple weeks ago where I, uh, you know, invited people on. So if you have a video on your thing or whatever, you just want to pop up here, then uh, we'll do a little bit of this, uh, you know, chat. It's kind of like what people do on Instagram. You know, they bring different people on and say what's up real quick. So uh, I'm putting that in right now. Join the chat. Now, another thing that I have below, I won't talk about it too much, but uh, the uh, we have an Indiegogo campaign right now for an album that we want to do with the Fire Music Project, Professor Spear and Brother Air Fire Music Project. And our goal is to make an album to reflect the times, to be an album of 2021. There's very few artists that we have found, or at least musicians that I know of, that are really making music to reflect these times and, and being real creative and, and reflecting back, you know, being a time capsule of what is going on right now. And so I encourage uh, you if you, you know, if you got our back with that. Uh, there, there's a some different gifts, gifts level that you can see on there, but there's a link. Uh, for the Indiegogo campaign that you can check out. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in, in another, another broadcast. But uh, so I'm assuming that the, that the link works where you guys are at there. So I'll just uh, leave that there, you know, a few more minutes and, and we'll talk. And uh, if no one wants to get on, that is, that is cool too. But uh, when you click the link, you'll have to, you know, go through the little process, turn on your video camera, all that kind of stuff. But uh, but yeah, the music, something that's just really needed right now. Uh, we don't have music that just reflects this time. It's like all the pop stuff is just all there's very little consciousness and a lot of a lot of it, uh, you know, a lot of the, the, the jazz and this thing is not kind of edgy, revolutionary stuff that's really has a message behind it in the, in the tradition. And so, uh, so we hope to do that. You know, that's where we're not hope we're going to do that. And, uh, but we could really use your support because it's, uh, it takes to do it right to go in there. We want to go in, we're going in a studio. My friend is a Grammy nominated. Did he win? No, he definitely was Grammy nominated, uh, recording, uh, uh, recording artist, uh, engineer, recording engineer. And uh, so we're going to go in there and, uh, and we're going we're gonna to throw down. It's going to be a lot of fun. And so, uh, so yeah, so if anybody has any last minute questions, uh, you should kind of open the floor up here for a few minutes. Or if you want to join in the, uh, the chat, hit the little stream yard thing and we'll, we'll get you on here and have a little meet up. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's. 
definitely strange times. Uh, somebody had asked, uh, wanted to hear my thoughts on the vaccination, which I have a video on that already, or a couple of videos where I talk about that. But I'll just say my thoughts on the vaccination is I'm not getting one <laughs> and uh, I, I, I don't give medical advice. So, you know, you do what you want to do. But uh, for me, there's absolutely no upside to it because it's not protecting not going to protect me from it i'll just put it in the first person it's not going to protect me from getting it or not getting it uh or getting it and then being near death uh we've always you know we we've been made fun of and ridiculed and criticized for years for being too serious for being too uh worrisome about worrying about what we eat in our health for years, we've been criticized and ridiculed. Now look at these folks out here. All of a sudden you care about your health. All of a sudden you're running around obedient as hell with a mask on thinking that that's going to prevent you from getting your colon cancer and prevent you from your, your heart attack and your stroke or drowning in the mucus of your lungs. That mouth, uh, that, that face mask ain't going to do that. Stopping eating pus and mucus forming foods, getting off of the, the meat and the dairy, getting into the, this transitional methodology, that's how you become immune to whatever it is, boogeyman that you're scared of. You want health, you want to be immune, you want to, whatever it is you're scared of, you want to not be scared, then then get your, as we say, clean that ass, 2021, get yourself together, physiological liberation. There's pros and cons, it's, it's a hard path, but I love not being scared of the boogeyman out here, because I know that's not how the body functions and operates. And if you want to be weak enough, you know, the, 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 and then people say, well, there's people are dying. People are always dying. That's what we've been saying for years. People dying unnecessarily. 50,000 people a day die of heart disease. 25,000 people a day die of cancers. And that's their statistics. That's the CDC statistics. That seems quite a lot like, an, uh, like a pandemic to me. 50,000 people die of heart disease and their scientists have scientific documentation that suggests that eating certain kinds of meat causes cancer, promotes heart disease, promotes hypertension. I don't like to even talk up. Those words don't mean that much to me because that's that's that medical disease stuff. But but it's respected in their world. So in their world, eating meat with impunity is bad even in their world, even in pus and mucus medical science world. So what are you doing? People are out here eat, eating, uh, uh, you know, fa like finding out ways to eat with a face mask on. And I got to show these stupid images again. I know we did it before, but this just, just gets on my nerves. Look at this. Look at this nutty nuttiness. People, we got the, the double how to eat while wearing a mask. 
mean, what's this? What's this do? It's buffoonery. Total idiocy. And then, of course, your 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 boy here with the eating. I mean, just looks like a, a place full plate full of pus. But he's he's safe. He's social distanced, and he's got his face mask on that allows him to eat. And uh, as he opens his jaw, the face mask goes up. See, I mean, this this is straight bizarro world on a whole other level. Like we always talk about that, you know, bizarro world. Yeah, look at yeah, yeah. Keep keep calm, be safe. Well, he's got to keep calm and eat bacon face mask. So we already know what's what's going on here. The tragedy of nutrition is that when he starts going through the colon cancer, when he starts going through the heart disease, when he starts going through a stroke or his third or fourth stroke. I was going to say it was, it was genetics. You know, my, my, my mother, my father died of, of stroke and a heart attack. It's just in my genes. There was nothing that I could do about it. The tragedy of nutrition is the belief that you can't do anything about your health that you are fated to die a horrible, painful death. When in actuality, the thing that they say is okay to eat, the thing that they say you should eat, it's nutritional to eat, you got to get it, is the very thing that not only kills you, but puts you in crippling pain. Before it kills you. That's a that's that's a tragedy that of <laughs> of, of Greek proportion. That's some, some real tragedy. The pus pus tragedy. That's kind of weird. Oh, there's a zipper on it. Kind of nuttiness. They got a little zipper thinking that's cute. That's silly. And I saw today the musicians. Let's see. Wearing masks. Musicians wearing masks. Uh, Yeah, this stuff where they come on now. Totally insane. Face mask, you're trying to play a wind instrument. You got the face mask on. I mean, sometimes that can be used as a mute, but I bet they're not, he's not meaning to use that as a little jazz mute. He's using that as a face mask for the end of the instrument. And where's the one where the entire saxophone was like covered? Let's see if that comes up. see it might not have made its way because it seems like it's a new image it might not have made its way here yet but yeah this is in a bag he's playing a clarinet into a bag oh you can buy these purchase united sound oh yeah these bags that you play music through the bag it's a ma- a mask for your instrument. 
and they're oh, they're showing you oh they're showing people how to make their own I guess. I mean, and my point is, if health was that important, if it was, if if not dying and not dying painfully was as important, like you're willing to look that goofy and do something that stupid because you think it might help you not die. But you refuse to consider putting down the pork chop that has been proven in their world, in them, you know, making the distinction between us and the medical mafia. In their world, your pork chop has been deemed to be problematic. May, you always use the word may, may cause cancer, may cause hypertension, may cause whatever list, whatever you want to get into. May do it. And yeah, these, these bags over here. I mean, this is, this is ridiculous. Pure insanity. Pure, just pure unadulterated insanity. <laughs> what what we say? This is what it looks like when you lose. I mean, they're just—I can't, I can't believe they're, they're just this happened. They're just going into this with the, these little face masks with openings so you can play uh, play your instrument, and then you go just just to go out there to play. I mean, this is so insane. Just straight bizarre world. Wow. That is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, so so one of the things with the Fire Music Project, so that's part of what we're going to, you know, we're definitely going to be talking about this within the context of the art. And so uh, one of the, I, I've been coming up with names of songs, and one, one of the songs I'm going to name a uh, Pusdemic. The pusdemic, uh, and there's a number. I should I should find my list of of titles uh, to show you guys. But yeah, this is this is insane, pure insanity. And uh, okay, we got uh, Alicia says, "Thank you for the inspiration." Well, thank you for watching. And uh, uh, I am a healthcare worker, and I'm not getting the vaccine. Well. <laughs> bravo because <laughs> yeah <clears throat> we talked about that in the other video where for people it for people that's on this path on the mucus free path it's uh it can be dangerous messing with these vaccines more more dangerous than the average person because you're you don't have that buffer it's like all that uh the, the buffer uh you know burger king buffer that most people have the average person has uh you don't have that you know that, that poison buffer and so yeah we got another uh another healthcare worker that's not messing not messing around with the uh the poison the poison shots 
that he said have no uh, no upside. We did that the last time. I won't show all the get into the uh, uh, the ingredients of not only the ingredients of the vaccine, which you know has the the tissue, human tissue, and all that in it, and, but the fact that even in its documentation it says this might not work you might get this stuff might you know it might be side effects it might be painful it might not be good but at the same time it might not work and what's all these other strains new strains of, of covid that's causing them to to maybe shut down uh, different, different thing. UK, they're talking about shutting that down a little bit. And uh, so here we go. We got at least one COVID-19 vaccine is ineffective against new strains of the virus. And we had said this a long time ago. We're going to, it's going to be, you know, COVID-25, COVID-76. You know, there's going to be all the COVIDs. All the different strains, or they'll name it other stuff. They'll be, of course, they're going to have to name an Af- an African one, because we got to dishevel Africa. So they'll be like, you know, the Africa coronavirus or something. You know, they'll be one of them. They'll do uh, maybe, you know, they'll have a, maybe one Russian one. Yeah, I mean, they're they're going to have every place will have their own, and it'll just be like, well, the current vaccine you're taking doesn't help you with this one. But we're working on a new vaccine out of help. And before you know it, you're getting like 19 shots or 20 shots. And they're not letting you on the plane until you get your shots. Is this the world that you want to live in? If you say no, then what are you going to do about it? Or what are we going to do about it? Because that's going to be how it goes down. And what we can do about it when we come together and we're educated, but and we have at the foundation that we're practicing the mucus diet. That's where we can, you know, do some things and be able to protect ourselves and put things in place where we can create our own world and our own reality, our own nation, create our own and leave all of that to them. You know, leave all of the, you know, new virus strain can destroy the progress uh, and gains against the pandemic. I mean, they're, they're playing us like a fiddle and they're playing a lot of people are going for it. They're going for the okie dokie doke, just living in such fear. And I, I have, I just feel pity for, for these people because to, to see people that otherwise are, are so macho or so fearless to see them cower in the corner for something as inconsequential. And these are the same people that would cower in the corner if they were forced to give up their meat. So they're not that fearless, believe me. But 
but, but this is but we like I said, you can go to our old videos and way a year ago when we when all this stuff started, it was talking about this. Where yeah, because everybody was so hopeful and they got so into oh the vaccine and and it's coming faster and 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 and, and we get the vaccine we'll be able to we'll be able to go back to normal I and mean, as people want to go back to normal there's no normal anymore there's nothing to go back to it's not a there's not a pus normal pus and mucus type of world this is over we're done this is it you know we, we got to start the new thing now let that that's gonna kill itself this this world is is, is going to take itself out but we got to create the new human reality and that sounds all like lofty or whatever. like no i mean it's just the reality of it it might be 10 of us it might be 10,000 of us but it's going to be us and it's going to be us getting out of the way of them <laughs> Like I say, we let them let them go. There, that's a go ahead, go go do go do your thing, and let's we're gonna be over here peaceful, doing our thing, and you just you you do you, we'll do us kind of thing. I mean, that's gonna have to be where it is. Um, Kent, this and this is I guess the UK stuff. The news. What are the symptoms? The symptoms are going to be the same. I mean, it's it's like the symptoms are <laughs> cold and flu-like symptoms. Elimination. And let's see. Shot, shot, shots. <laughs> We've got a different shot for each agenda. <clears throat> Lynn says, my daughter has seven children. Uh, two to 20 and no stabs in any of them. That's beautiful. Uh, Cicely says, I like the idea of building a new reality. Most definitely. And uh, well, thank you for tuning in. Most definitely. Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been fun. Okay. I, I I don't know how long ago, but I know I guess this was where yeah imposes harsh new measures where I know the UK was just going through it. Yeah, I remember when that that happened. He was this is is deep. And then we got the anal anal swab. Can't, can't miss that. Oh, this is pleasant. This is uh, how they do the anal swab. As uh, and if you don't know, <clears throat> in China, they are they either were considering or they have already mandated that from now on everybody has to get the anal swabbed testing for the COVID nineteen testing. So there's that. <laughs> you know, when it's like, do, do I not? Ha I don't have a choice. Is that you know, I I have to get it like that. You can't just do something else. Like, no, 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 no. But turn around, back, bend over. Let's go. It's uh, 
yeah i mean it's what, what, what can you say i mean <laughs> it's just it's it's over and uh, this this thing is over they've exposed the uh yeah I'm, I'm good on that i'm good on that i do my enema i do my lemon juice the still water enema but i'm, I'm good on all this the self-administered uh thing here <laughs> it's like oh, it's ridiculous okay my man nick I do my enema What's going on, Nick? What's going on? Hey, can you hear me? I was just muting the stream, so yeah. I wasn't double chiming there. Yeah. yeah. I thought I'd hop on and talk about some of the lessons I've learned. Um, yeah. After having kind of realized the, the selective eyes that I had the first time I read through the book and... Mm really looking at the transition menu and stuff like that. But thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Yeah. One of the things, like I said, having that selective kind of reading when you go through this, um, I know you've touched on the fact that you can always be aggressive, but um, getting into that groove is really where you want to be. And so, I had gotten a list of things to potentially talk about. I know you've you've talked about how you can see this practice through the lens of like an art form or an athlete or a craftsman. Right, right. And um, I was going to kind of introduce yourself to everybody, like tell them kind of. Your, oh, your yeah. I'm background. getting ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah. 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 The diet, all that kind of thing. Word. Yeah. My name is Nick. I've been on the plant-based kind of journey for around five years. And I'd say, although I was getting into the philosophy and all the teachings of Eret, I really started embracing this stuff fully like three, four months ago. Eret. Yeah. But halfway through 2020, when I was letting all of this hysteria kind of pull me down i was thinking all right it's time to get back in the saddle and started using fasting and more rational fasting to mm-hmm. kind of pull myself back up and um i live in texas we we have a cold front so i have a whole new found respect for um, all the people in the north going through it up there and still sticking it out But yeah, it's been about, I'd say, two years of pretty focused, um, intentional eating and lots of juicing. Mm -hmm. Um, I cut out dairy, (laughs) eggs, and cheese before I cut out meat. And I cut out meat in 2016 as I wrapped up my track and field career in college. So uh, I have had that elite level athletics experience that it is cool to take that discipline and then apply it to, I guess, like a slower paced, like more progressive Mm -hmm. practice with this thing. Cause it's definitely that, that nature's mills grind slow, but sure idea. Right. And slow and steady is, is kind of the way that I've found you want to use 
You know, you could go from white rice to basmati rice to brown rice to cauliflower rice to quinoa and, and right, really right. applying the transition is awesome. And so, exactly. yeah, I've um, I've thought about all that. And I think it was maybe 10 minutes ago when you were just talking about all of the different books and how a lot of them look real cute. But yeah. Uh, thus speak at the stomach has been one that I've really been soaking my teeth into or sinking my teeth into. And yeah, it's always so profound. And, um, I mean, you can see I've worn this thing out. Like it's, yeah, <laughs> I, I use it all the time now. And, um, yeah, as I was getting ahead of myself there at the beginning, I went through and made this, uh, zucchini Italiane, he calls it. Mm. And it's just, zucchini tomato red onion and garlic and he's got a lot more complex recipes too right and then he's got the grape lemon water you know so i think in a podcast maybe three weeks ago i did with a friend mm -hmm. i pointed out how this thing is so cool because um, no matter your budget your environment your individual circumstances you can work forward right at whatever speed you want yeah and i think that's the beauty of it because i think it was on the last unleashed video you had a guest on and they were talking about veganism and, and kind of moving people that way right. which is great i mean needless suffering is kind of kind of frustrating to see but at the same time you pointed out the loads of case studies that you have of mm. these people that really care about animals, but they start eating them again. Right. <laughs> In fact, I don't know where I put my cowboy boots, but I bought some cowboy boots when I was telling you guys I was working at the horse ranch and I had a buddy, you know, no judgment, but they voiced their opinion on the leather and three, four months later they were back to eating the animal. So right, right. it's one of those things that I've heard you call it a safety net or a pillow that people are falling on. And it's awesome work that we're all doing. And I'm glad to be able to plug into the community. So, yeah. And for, and Nick is part of the, the mucus free life research and development team. We started that, uh, I mean, almost a year ago now with the original members of it and just been building it up and we got some secret, projects going on and some some real serious research going on in there and appreciate nick's contribution most definitely in uh on the team and uh <clears throat> but yeah it's this is deep <laughs> that's all i can say it's, it's just it's like it's deep and it gets deeper and deeper but that is just the nature of this path and the mucus's diet i mean from the first time of reading a book you know like whoa this is pandora's box this is a key to something else and you know that a lot of it you don't understand yet but that there's something here and you start practicing it you do what you can and you read the book again and it's like whoa this is this is deeper than i thought it was the first time i read it and then you don't think it can get any deeper and you read it a third time and oh no this got way crazy and deeper you know it's like every time it's just deeper and deeper and it's it's that missing link for humanity right now uh for whatever reason that's the thing that we got so disconnected from 
where we can be real sophisticated on a lot of other things and building stuff and engineering and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but when it comes to this, when it's something that's real simple, it's but that addiction is involved, that those generations of improper eating are involved. It's uh, it's it's a problem. No doubt. Yeah, like you said, each time you go back and read through, you pull out, even if it's just a small nuance. Like I, um, One of the things I found in rational fasting, he was talking about that opera singer mm-hmm. who was having issues and right. the section on hair. Um, yeah, it's incredible. But um, yeah, I, I constantly hear and I almost want to like shout for you and it's like, embrace the transition embrace the system because i hear the and and i was guilty of it too for the longest it's that Mm -hmm. restrictive or that extreme approach that you want to take and at the beginning when i joined that's why i was going into uh seeing this thing through the lens of like in in a high level artist or an athlete or something like that because for me, I got to teach kids to ski last winter and <laughs> kids want to go fast, right? But yeah. we're constantly telling them if you can't go slow, you're not going to have fun going fast. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. They don't have the coordination yet. Yeah. It is that same kind of concept. And I mean, I kind of wrote down in a note, you'll, you'll have that desire to run with it at the beginning and that can be okay, but you're probably going to look back and see a lot of room for improvement. So for me, that's why, especially after hearing Wolfgang talk about how he had kind of really tuned in and, you know, just looked at kind of looking at things one day at a time and utilizing some of the more mucus lean recipes, um, it's kind of dropping that restrictive mentality that you can get in whatever circle you might find yourself in Mm. when you're first introduced to all this stuff. Um, And another thing I heard you say not long ago was how you like to talk about things retrospectively. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's just a good way to not put so much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then, yeah, this chance the process you know, I do a lot of reflecting and contemplating as just a part of my life and sort of how I operate. And the, you know, that deep thought, you know, I don't know who, you know, a lot of people promoting that. I hope people are, but having that time, you know, a lot of people are, it's like people promote all the physical stuff. It's like, oh, I'm working out, I'm juicing, I'm doing, and it's all, that's good. But where's the people promoting you know, the contemplation, the, cause that's different from just your standard, you know, people love the yoga and the, and the doing the physical stuff, but just sitting and contemplating like the wall, you know, like what's this wall for, <laughs> you know, what's this, how did that, how did mucus get this wall up? because mucus put this wall up, you know, it's like, it's, but, but you go on, go on these little thought journeys and when you do, and you can take any topic, but especially when you're putting it, you're doing it with the food, you're doing it with, 
culture or music or art you know it's like going on these journeys and that it just opens you up and totally just mentally it, it opens you up so it allows you to your perception to just get so much more enhanced and and so yeah so that's why i like to share instead of sharing exactly what i'm doing in the moment like is what is popular you know the people if i had a channel where i'm like you know every day i'm like this is what i'm eating today and i, I cook this and that like yeah it'd, it'd be popular i'd get a lot more views but that's not what i'm trying to do i'm trying to come out with with an you know an educational kind of standpoint and sure. you can only get that from the contemplation and, and, and analysis like looking back and like okay mm -hmm. I, that, why didn't that work that worked why did that work you know and, and that kind of thing and you you get all that information together and then then move forward you know then you're kind of empowered by that wisdom of your experience um, but if you don't give yourself a chance to have those experiences and then meditate on them then you're, you're not going to have that consciousness sure no doubt yeah and it's um it's one of those things you get more clarity on as you go through and yeah, I guess it's been amazing for me and, and also very comforting to know that, you know, like I said, if you have that desire to run with it, I mean, go ahead, but just, I guess, keep in mind, like all of the things that you've done in your life, like for me, track and field, you, you work out differently in the off season than you do at the peak height right. of competition. Right. Right. So th there's all different types of lenses you can see it through, but um, yeah, just talking to a few of the other practitioners and realizing that you don't have to live on like grape and lemon juice. You right. can incorporate all kinds of like this, the stuffed onion recipes. And yeah, I mean, that's something that I've been preaching to people pretty hard is these, these awesome recipes in the book. And yeah. um, the fact that <laughs> that will help the mucus serpent come out, that will help that plaque come out. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be stuck on these psyllium husk powders and no, and all that kind of stuff. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, because I never, yeah, I didn't use any of that stuff the first 10 years because I didn't do any, any herbs or nothing. And the majority of my mucoid plaque came out in the first 10 years, you know, of that kind of all that old nasty black stuff. Yeah, I wasn't no psyllium husk. That was straight slime from <laughs> from uneliminated foods, you know. Man, yeah. And, and from my track and field experience, and I was actually fortunate enough to run at Baylor mm. and the head coach had been responsible for probably 10 gold medalists. And um, he talked to us about how even going into the ice baths, it can kind of, I mean, your body doesn't do all that same recovery process when you utilize the ice bath. Right. So I try to keep that in mind, even, even hearing brother Enema or <laughs> brother air <laughs> talk about how he went by request. He started experimenting with no enemas and right. it's another thing that, just kind of seeing it through a lens of, you know, uh, somebody who's just like an expert at a craft or, you know, Eric talks about the formula of vitality, like seeing your body like a mechanic 
Right. And um, it's good to be able to use the philosophy and the recipes to be able to slow yourself down and just go slow and steady because at one point you will be able to really know that now I can, I can go the distance if I feel like that's where I'm at in my journey, because I know whether it was just the fact that maybe the straw had finally broken the camel's back for a lot of people or 2020 was just hysterical. Um, I think a lot of people just were feeding off of this go hard or go home mentality, which we can all appreciate, but uh, it can get frustrating on some of these groups uh, seeing nine times out of 10 people say eat more fruit. Grapes, yeah. berries, melons. Yeah. Water. Right, right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I'm constantly teaching the, you know, the, even just the simple idea of a broom salad, um, adding some steamed peas and carrots to a salad. Like, I'm sure there's some people that are still too hooked into a raw mentality to embrace that. And, right. yeah, it makes me makes me kind of fearful but at the same time i people have their own journey and yeah just keep yeah, keep yeah. trekking along and preaching the the system and the practice and the transition exactly mm -hmm. so we got a question here from hestia does anyone know if spira has done any video about organic and inorganic food uh, I should do maybe uh, like a standalone video on that. I don't have any videos name, like titled that, but I talk about that in a number of videos or some videos where I talk about my favorite foods. And I'm pretty sure I talk about it, but it's it's not a lot for me to talk about because I kind of come at it at a pretty simple uh, follow up, a pretty simple approach to it. And I have uh, we'll see what Nick does. But for me, so in in the early days, I I didn't use much organic at all. One, because it wasn't available yet. So in 2002 and 2003, like the, the supermarket had a very small little thing of organic stuff, like a bag of apples was $10 or something, and they tasted terrible. All of the organic tasted terrible. It was always like rotten and wilted and stuff. And so, so that just wasn't it, uh, something that was available. So for the first years of my practice in Mucus's diet, I used very little organic produce. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, as I as the years went on, the price of organic went down, the availability of it uh, increased. And so I started to shift to where I would uh, as much as possible if it had open if its skin was open if i'm eating its skin mm -hmm. and it's open to the pesticides then i would as much as possible purchase organic especially for those but if it had a closed skin i didn't worry about it as much so things like the watermelons and the oranges and that kind of stuff uh sometimes i would have get the organic but it wasn't i didn't push myself to get it if i you know, couldn't afford it or whatever or couldn't find it because uh, then also still sometimes uh, yeah you, here's organic here and the conventional and the organic tastes terrible so it's like I kind of follow the taste so if, mm -hmm. if I know that this uh, if I know that this over here is really sweet and tastes good I'm gonna go with that especially if it has a cover on it 
so uh, yeah, but uh, there's so things that I pr- at this point I mostly get organic is uh, I try to get mostly organic lemons uh, be- because I you know when I do my enemas with the lemon juice and distilled water enemas I juice the the rind and all and so if if I have inorganic lemons and I cut the rind off around the edges before I juice it uh, but uh but yeah so that's kind of my approach as far as the organic inorganic I get as much organic as I can can that I can afford that I can find when it's available most of my green leaves are all at this point are all organic all, most of my vegetables are all organic because they that stuff is just so they drown it and it was maybe 10 or 11 years into practicing the diet where i started to i could feel the negative effects of the pesticides to where it would actually i was sensitive enough where i could kind of get some anxiety and you know and i was able to tell wait a minute so if i eat this non-organic i feel this like immediately it's like this kind of anxiety but if i have the the organic that's not there so i was i had to kind of go that before i started to be like okay well i'm definitely going to have organic on on some stuff you know zucchini uh cucumbers you know try to get the cucumbers don't have all the wax all on it and all that kind of weirdness and um yeah so that's me what about you nick how you deal with that definitely yeah it's interesting thinking about how things were in in o2 back when right but yeah for me I went with the green star with my juicer a few years ago. So I was always into the herbs and just throwing down a ton of cilantro, cilantro and parsley. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said, I said brother enema and cilantro, (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah, leafy greens, I opt organic. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if it has a rind or a skin, I will, I will go non-organic. And the other funny thing is, I think maybe once or twice, even with a bunch of the um, Asian grocers in the Dallas area, mm-hmm. it's really hard to find organic and seeded grapes or organic oh, and yeah. seeded watermelon. Right. So, yeah, a lot of times there's compromise that you can make. Right. And I think it's I've seen some. A, mm-hmm. Well, that, that made me think of even Dr. Morris says, like, if if you're getting grapes even if they're seedless and they're not organic they still have more electrical power in them you know to for the cleansing process that you're better off just getting them and cleaning them off and just and dealing with them you know mm-hmm. that's all you have available and because mm-hmm. some people again it's this all or nothing thing and it's kind of like well you, you got to get all organic and if you don't get all then you might as well just go eat meat. Like, where does that come from? Like, what kind of logic is that? It's like, you know, there's even non-organic produce is going to be way better than the most free range organic piece of pus, you know? Right. Yeah. And that reminds me because I was in, I was in somebody's live stream, just trying to plant some seeds talking about, um, oh, who knows what, but anyhow, somebody made that, objection they said well what about all the pesticides and (laughs) this is a funny thing because i remember one of my track teammates brought up this cultural thing about oh you guys don't wash your chicken 
And then some people are like, well, we, we cook it and the bacteria gets cooked off. And uh -huh. so people will, will either, yeah, opt for meat because your produce has stuff or, you know, it's like, you, you don't think if you're cooking off bacteria or soaking it off, you couldn't use some apple cider vinegar or I know people use lime and lemon juice to soak their vegetables too. Baking soda. There's some pretty powerful things you can soak yeah, your produce yeah, you can with. Get into that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of don't like. I'm, <laughs> I, you know, but I encourage people if you into that, do it. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm so because I'm, I'm like, a, I'm the opposite of a germaphobe, so I'm not, I'm not scared of germs. So I've never really been one to clean my stuff the way you're mm -hmm. supposed to. I'm. Like I might run, it doesn't do nothing. I, I might run it under water or something or, you know, get the dirt off of it. If, if yeah. there's some dirt in the thing, but, but yeah, I, I've done that a couple of times where I, you know, where I would do, and I would do like lemon, you know, like, you know baking soda and lemon or something and, and yeah. that and yeah, kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I was just kind of like, well, if you're not going to get rid of the, the stuff that's in it, if, if it was, has been exposed to the pesticides, you're not going to get it out of there. And so, mm. yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but good point. I mean, for, but, but I, you know, encourage people to clean if they want to, you know, do the, do the, yeah. Cleaning. Yeah. There's definitely a balance to strike there and it kind of depends on where you're at. I know I've seen some people and I asked the buddy who's real into oranges, mm -hmm. a bunch of people soaking their oranges. And I was like, Am I missing something here? Right. And he's like, wow. well, that's not what I do, but, you uh, know, to each their own. Yeah. Well, when you cut it, you might get the <laughs> outside. I'm like, that's a lot of work. Right. Yeah. But then, I mean, another interesting thing is sometimes I'll buy organic cucumbers and maybe sit the last couple in the fridge for a little too long and I'll peel it just because they'll get a little soggy so i'll peel it and then i'll juice it or i'll make them into cucumber noodles and so yeah there's there's little things that once you get into the practice you'll kind of find what works for you and mm -hmm. that's that's cool that you were able to tell that you were feeling a little bit of that you know maybe the non-organic stuff affected you so yeah yeah that's probably part of the transition for you know wherever you're at as well because that selective reading again, I saw even from a, you know, COVID 2021, whatever we're coming up on. Mm -hmm. I know everybody's selling those MRE packs. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. So it's like he talks about canned food in here and mm -hmm. at least having food stores. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. The per perspective. I, I, I didn't mention that, but yeah, I did. Uh, there was yeah certain th certain canned things that I use. I mean, I talked about the beans, and I would I would always I just use canned beans, like the canned organic beans. I didn't get into soaking beans and all that stuff. I just didn't do that. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, there's definitely, and I have my little you know <laughs> my stuff that's that's in there, my my preparedness stuff. Nice. And, uh, and so yeah, that's a good good point. Yeah, and that's um. That's something I want to talk to the other practitioners about. Like I actually bought some watermelon seeds that I think it's called a uh, maybe a Christmas variety because you harvest it and it's supposed to store until, you know, deep in or into the winter. Mm 
Oh, okay. But there are a lot of those winter squashes that'll stay good for so long. And um, I guess it's funny, a lot of the objections people have about, oh, well, eating plant-based or mucusless or vegan isn't really sustainable unless, you know, you have access to stores. And it's like, well, yeah, you can, Again, you like can go pull out your hunting tools and what was yeah. that? Well, it's like I was talking about before the excuses. You know, every everybody has these excuses, and I just, I just never thought like that. I just, I can't. It's hard. It's kind of hard for me to relate to some of that type of mentality. And as part of when people work with me, that's kind of what they, I guess that's kind of what they pay me for to help with that. Because it's like they can bring up anything, and I'm, my mind starts to like like a computer come up with solutions immediately. Like, it's like, okay, well you could do this. You could do that. You could do that. It's, it's all about solutions. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and there's, you know, and there's, I guess there's mental, there's all kinds of books on that kind of stuff, but just, but whatever, however you get there, it's better to just be solution oriented and to, uh, you know, when there's a, a, a challenge to sort of take that challenge head on, you know, take that struggle head on and don't be scared of it or run from it. Just be like, OK, here's this. Let's deal with this, you know. Definitely. Yeah. And that's another good thing about really getting familiar with the book and just the concepts and rational fasting and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, well, man, it was great having you on here. Yeah, thanks for letting me come on. Yeah, man, and uh, yeah, we'll do do this again, and and uh, yeah, get you get you back on here, and uh, some of the other members of the research and development team. You know, get a little research and development team meet up on one of these. Cool, that might be fun. But uh, but yeah, do you have any last? I don't know if you had another another thought you were going to share. Or any kind of last words for the leave with the folks? I could. Yeah, I had. Um probably won't need to find it in the book, but I know when he talks about his standard menu plan uh -huh. at his um, sanitarium, uh -huh. he has the standard menu and he points out that there are additional, you know, protocols for people with more like chronic cases or, right. you know, unique circumstances. And so it's like, again, if you have some sort of really crazy situation or, your budget's tight or you're living way up north there's always a way yeah. with this yeah. now if you're forcing some restrictive sort of paradigm onto it that might not be as easy but right that's why i guess you keep also, using that pillow concept yeah yeah because he, he also really demonstrates the the creative mindset that goes with this path which is why we always keep telling people to read the book because it's it, it it's hard to teach that you can't really you can sort of show examples of the of the mindset of other people and point it out but what comes to my mind there that's based on kind of what you said was he talks about one case study where it was someone that he had fasted him fasting didn't help and, and didn't really cure him eating properly he basically had tried all everything that he could and they still had problems. So through his creative mindset along this path, he's like, okay, what if I what if I juice some lemons and chop up the lemon rind and put it add a little 
honey to it, put it in a drink and have them drink that down and, and let's see what that does. And that was the thing that broke all that dross, all that mucus or whatever it was. It, it broke that down and that helped heal these, this, that person in that case. So he's demonstrating a creative way to think that's within the confines of the principles. Uh, and, and yet it's still totally creative, you know, and, and then what I did, so I built on that creativity when I started doing the lemon juice and distilled water enemas with the Rhine, I was inspired by that story, but I, I totally changed the context of it, but I'm like, okay, well, if he was, did the Rhine there as a really aggressive what if I did the rind and put that in the enema bag, you know, yeah. and, and also as a way to save money because one or two lemons with the rind on it uh, juiced like that is a, equivalent to like six or seven uh, in the citrus juicer. So it was like it was all upside to me. It was like, well, if I don't want to be too aggressive, I just juice one or two of them. But then you know, be more aggressive. Let's get, you know, four or five, six, you know, I mean, I got way out there with it, but that's the kind of aggressive we are. You know, when we start talking about, we're not like, all right, hundred percent raw for the next 20 years, but you might hear us talk about, well, I did a 20 lemon enema yesterday, <laughs> you know, 20, 20 lemons with, you know, uh, uh, with the rind held for 20 minutes, you know, like that's, that's our kind of hardcore, you know, it's like that, that type of thing. You know, I'm not recommending people do that. I'm just saying, those are the kind of conversations me and brother air have on the phone, but, uh, in the way that our mind kind of works with that kind of thing. But, but we know when to experiment with something like that and you hit the gas. And like I said, just sometimes when you're cruising, just cruise with it. You know, you don't always have to be pushing. You don't always have to be fasting. Uh, you know, enjoy those plateaus, you know, enjoy that stuff and that the way those different, uh, levels of, of this. Totally. Yeah, that was going to be what I wrapped up on is it, it is really comforting when you start to enjoy it. Because, you know, it's not like a false sense of comfort and you know that you're still going to be moving forward. Right. But yeah, it's awesome to be able to enjoy the process and just kind of stick through the transitional philosophy. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. There's a one follow-up question that was about the uh, putting the vegetables in the uh, bicarbonate uh, uh, that it removes pesticides like from inside it. I mean, I I don't believe that. I'll, I'll defer to Nick. You might know more about the bicarbonate stuff than me. I just I can't imagine if you because look at the way that they you have an apple. And then imagine how they just they douse this stuff with the pesticide. You're not going to suck that pesticide out with anything, you know, with no it's in there. You know, you just, the bicarbonate. I mean, it's I, I don't see that unless there's like a, a, a chemical reaction that's magical that, that it's only going to, you know, it's only knows to get the pesticide out and not the juice or something, you know, but that's I don't you know, I, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, it's kind of tough, you know, it. <laughs> It depends. I, I was trying to look at these apples I bought, organic apples, and mm. 
you can feel even a little bit of waxiness and I let them soak for a long time and then really tried to dry them off. But, you know, some days people might not have the time for that or people, you know, so uh, if you, if it makes you feel better, if it's something that, you know, because you can't get organic, you need to take that extra time. Yeah. it's, It's definitely something to be aware of, but you know, can't stress out about it too much yeah yeah because at the end of the day again it's about that elimination and because it's it's only going through and so just yeah just do the do the best you can get what you can and uh and let let that elimination do its thing totally yeah on that note too i actually got a good book just uh found it at a little i found it for free it talks about distilled water leaching minerals from your body that could be a huge rabbit hole but yeah it essentially talks about how people voice concerns about plastic but if that plastic gets into the water it's going to stay in the water like you said as it eliminates so it's not like it's going to come out of the water and sit in your body so get in your tissue system yeah yeah probably the same sort of concept with any of these pesticides but Obviously, it is good to be cognizant of it, and it's part of people's transition too. You know, um, yeah, going to wholesalers or going to the farmers market—that's farmers actually market. something I meant to talk about yeah, when it came yeah. to organic. Is mm-hmm. a lot of these farmers would say, "Well, we're not certified organic," but they would look at you in the eye and like, you know, you can can learn. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and because uh, yeah, like here you can go to the wholesaler, and the wholesaler has deals with Amish. And so Amish don't have, you know, U.S. certified, but they grow it organically. And totally, you know, and so and they have great prices on you get all kinds of cases of stuff when their stuff is in season, their vegetables, their fruit, if they're dealing. I mean, a lot of fruit, but they might have apples and stuff. And uh, but yeah, you know, definitely, you know, getting the Amish stuff. And that's part of the problem solving as you really start to work with it. So, yeah, you start with the supermarket, but then do a search for local wholesalers. Go in and go to the farmers markets and really talk with the farmers. Don't just go and like, OK, let me buy this. Like, hey, strike up a conversation and be like, hey, you know, I practice this diet. And I eat a lot of produce. And, um, you know, what's your what's your thoughts? Or maybe we can have a little deal or something, you know, that kind of thing. Before you know it, I mean, we have people in the camp that'll do stuff like, you know, go strike up conversations with farmers before they know it. They're doing like a co-op, like go work once a week on the farm and get free produce for that week. I mean, that that happens, you know, and so you, you just solutions, you know, open up when you open yourself up. And you really give yourself to the path when you stop resisting it, because as long as you're in that resistance and you're and you're trying because some people try to it's like they want to try to control what part of the diet is OK for them at this time. And so they're like, OK, well, I'm going to do this. I can change a little bit of my diet, but, you know, I, I'm not I'm not ready for the social stuff yet or I'm not ready for this or that. And again, when I'm talking about the aggressiveness, I'm pushing you to 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 not even not transition on that stuff. Like when it comes to the psychological stuff, the social stuff, you got to find a way to, to pump yourself up and get into that hardcore mentality and, uh, and leave that behind, you know, because it's, 
and I know not everybody can, but my message is that for that, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to backpedal on that. Cause it's just, we just don't have time. You know, we don't have the, the luxury of time to be messing around because people are dying and they're dying mm-hmm. younger and younger. These ailments are getting harder to deal with more complicated. It makes it harder to heal from them stuff that you could have easily healed from back in the day. Now it, it takes longer. It's, it's more painful. It's, it's more complicated. And so we don't have time to mess around now. So the, the, uh, those type of excuses of, well, you're my family and you know, my friends and that kind of stuff. Like it's later for that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. We don't have time for that. Uh, right. Or, you know, right. Yeah. And I like how that's part of you guys' message and, I know you've been saying you've been vigilant about it for years now, and now is it's kind of as if it's hit the tipping point. And it's certainly not ideal, but I mean, down here where I am in Texas, I can walk into the store, no mask, don't mm-hmm. get bothered, and I just go straight to the produce section. And yeah, uh, it's I think it's part of the mentality is not being not not being hostile toward everybody in the store with the mask on, but um, you know, just realizing that it, it is a warrior's path and you will connect with people out there once you do plug in. And that's been so helpful for me. So, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to staying involved and getting into more projects. Yeah. Yeah. Most, most definitely, man. So, uh, yeah, so it was great having you on here. And yeah. Thanks again, man. We have you on again and, uh, yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, good deal. See you next time. All right. Take care, man. All right. So, uh, all right. So that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Give uh, give Nick a big thank you in the in the uh, comments in the uh, over there. Appreciate him being on here. And uh, and yeah, that'll do it for another episode. Episode twenty seven of the Mucus Free Life podcast. And uh, as always, I hope you got some out of this. You got some inspiration, got some information, and you are better equipped to go down this path because I understand this is a tough path, especially in 2021. You got crazy nut jobs out here trying to wear a mask while they're eating pizza and stuff. It's, you know, so to be this rational, to be talking this much truth is not. Uh, always welcome uh, out there and so uh so we we have your back mucus free community has your back plug into the community you know every wednesday we have free meetups and uh if you want information about that sign up for the newsletter and we i've been sending out every wednesday the information about that it's also uh put out uh, a few other places and uh looks like we got got roy's jumping on here we we, well, I'll let you on real quick, but we we trying to we actually closing out the uh, we closing out the show, here, man. What's what's going on, Roy? Oh, hello. I got your stream up on another uh, yeah. tab. Um, Definitely strange times. So somebody asked. I got a couple of thoughts on the vaccination, which I have a video on that already. There's a couple of videos where I talk about that, but I'll just say my thoughts on the vaccination is I'm not getting one. <laughs> but you try trying to I'll mute you while you find that real quick. For me, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let let me know when you find it. Your death. Uh, I guess you got it. Got it kind of lost out there. So uh, okay, 
he <laughs> he left. But um, so yeah. So anyway, appreciate all you guys. Again, all the information is down in the uh, in the comments or not the comment section, but the uh, uh, description section. Everything that you need. Sign up. The, we got our Indiegogo campaign. Any contribution you can make is uh, very very much appreciated. And uh, yeah, love all y'all, man. This is out here just trying to, as we say, change the world one bite at a time. You know, one bite at a time, one animal at a time. Uh, you know, we gonna we gonna change this planet, clean it up. So much cleansing needs to be done, and uh, it's it's time. It's time to let go of the pain and the suffering. As a lot of people say, this is the age of Aquarius. Well, it's we bringing that into existence. It's time to get rid of the, the pain and the suffering and the ignorance and the stupidity. It's time to flush it down the toilet. And we're going uh, to get on off here. So I see you back on, Roy, but we I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, close this out, man. We'll get you on next time. So, uh, so, all right. So, everybody, I thank you so much. And until next time, peace, love, and breath. Thank you.